Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. NormieCon returns for our first annual tradition. It's Comic-Con Reactions on a special episode of Normies Like Us. Hit it. I just I'm the luckiest person in the world. I also know that their showrunners didn't show up because I didn't want to answer questions about the show. It's going to piss you off no matter what. That's it, Steel. Welcome back to Normies Like Us. We're talking Comic-Con reactions on a special episode today. Uh, Hanging out with your boys, your hosts, it's me, Colin. Hey, it's me, Mike. And uh, it's me, Joe. No. uh, You feeling uh, right? uh, I mean, you do sound like Joe. You do look like Joe, but I'm not really getting a Joe vibe. Will, Will you hit us with some more Joe? Is yeah, Joe uh, hey guys, it's uh, it's me, Joe, a uh, uh, Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man. Yeah, all right, that yeah, all right. It's good Joe to see you, say. dude. It covers it. No, it's me, Jacob. You're, oh, that's right, it's special it, guest, it's Jacob. It's me, Cobb. Welcome Jacob, back. Call me of Cobb's Corners fame. Yes, he emerges from his Cobb cave. I'm on live. No more Cobb's Corner. Hey, can you hit us with a quick watch it, man? We've been uh, it's been a while since you've been on the episodes proper. Oh yeah, Ooh. watches. Um. Yeah, I got a couple watches actually. Um, well, you know, I've been con- continuing my Star Trek binge on Netflix. Um, Good man. Yeah, I'm pretty much almost done with DS- Deep Space Nine. I oh, started. Jesus Christ! I know exactly what we're going to be talking about for half this episode. But keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah um, so you know, I started Voyager because uh, I was like, ah, you know, I'm getting to the end of Deep Space Nine. I don't want it to end yet, so I'm watching some Voyager now. You know, I already watched TNG. So I'm working my way through them. Okay, yeah. okay. Before we get into the big Comic-Con Star Trek news. As yeah, a noob, we'll hold that. Uh, hit me, guys. So Voyager is what? I know Deep Space Nine is a satellite. That's what makes that okay. one special. Well, it's a Deep Space Nine is a space station. Um, also a satellite. It's oh, yeah. orbiting how, Bajor. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> well, it's not orbiting. A, well, I guess it's... It's it has close to, to an Bajor, orbit less. Yeah, I guess that is the difference. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, but it's like a Deep Space Space Station. Um but it doesn't move. Um, Voyager. Voyager. So the plot of Voyager is essentially a, a Star Trek ship like the Enterprise called Voyager gets in the pilot episode, it gets flung 70,000 light years across the galaxy into a whole another quadrant that no human has ever been to. And they get stuck there. So they're like Whoa. 90 years from, uh, and you know, from home and their whole, the whole plot of the show is them trying to get back home. I'm saying, yeah. whoa, uh, you guys might have explained that exact scenario to me 50 times, but every time it does sound interesting and fresh, <laughs> it's a, it's I, I can see premise. why you like it. Yeah, that is a cool premise. Yeah, well, unfortunately, it's, like a... it's, it's, um, it, it has a lot of potential that it doesn't really live up to. Like The premise is super cool, but it doesn't quite live up to it. The writing is not as good as DS9 and TNG, but you know some of the characters not as good either. I like a lot of the char- uh, some of the characters, though, I like a lot. Some of them, not so much, uh, but it's definitely... It's not bad. It's not bad. Let me guess. Worf, for the third time, appears no, in this one as no. well? No. It's a whole okay. new cast. I mean, they get flung into the other side of space, and then they're just trying to get home. Um, but it kind of allows you to see you know, different um, aliens that have never been explored before, get away from the whole Klingons, Vulcans. Romulans, all that, right? Yeah. Well, you know, someone else who is a guest star, or not a guest star, but a co-star on that show, also shows up in some later news That's that right. we're going to talk about, so... 
That's cool, man. I'm glad that you're digging Star Trek. Uh, you know, and then I finished Game of Thrones a while back because, you know, we kind of switched places there. So I'm glad yeah, that you're enjoying yeah. Star Trek. That was actually, so that's part of my watch, watch show. That, not, that wasn't mm-hmm. really the main part that I wanted to talk about. So I've been watching that. I also caught a couple other series that I wanted to talk about. I don't really watch movies anymore is what I'm realizing. You completely give theaters. it up on them. Mm-hmm. You know, I go well, see there's only the Marvel movies now. That's it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah I was going to say, says the guy who did a Cobb's Corner for Spider-Man and loved it, which I love. <laughs> no, no, I do see movies in theaters, but when it comes to streaming at home, I just I stick with TV shows. I stick oh, with yeah. series. And so, so one that I watched recently is a new one called uh, Good Omens on Amazon. Mm, it's right. uh, based on the uh, Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman book that they wrote together. Um, and I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, you got uh, David Tennant and Martin Sheen. They play a devil and an, or a demon and an angel that are friends, and they're trying to stop the end of the world. And uh, so, if you like that kind of um, Terry Pratchett style humor, I think it works really well with this. I mean, David Tennant. You know, I'll see him in anything. I love David Tennant. So you're telling me the demon and the angel have zany disagreements along the way? <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That but, sounds fun, though. I, I don't know. Uh, they have kind Jacob, of a bromance. You and, might be uh, our Joe. He's recommended that as well. That's oh true. yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think yeah, Joe and Cassie saw it, and uh, they were t- telling me about it. I definitely liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, well, you and, were part of the letter writing campaign, though. You were you were terrified about what it did and how it mocked religion and tried to get well, pulled yeah. from Netflix. The of fun, yeah, the funny thing about that is that they they said they were petitioning Netflix to cancel Good Omens, which of course it's on Amazon Prime. So yeah, yeah Netflix is stuff. now Kleenex. It's just all tissues yeah. are Netflix. <laughs> oh, that's a yeah. great way to put it. But yeah. speaking of Netflix, another series that I've watched, and Michael know this one, yeah. uh, the uh, famous and uh, influential anime from the 90s, oh, I'm talking man. about Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, wow. Just came yeah, out that... on Netflix recently. It's somewhat controversial that they're changing some of the lines and the voice actors. Yeah. Have oh, been really? So they I was did talking to my brother new... about it, that he said it was pretty, a, a pretty positive interpretation. Interesting. Well, they did oh. a they did a completely new English dub. So there's a original English dub from the '90s, and in the '90s one, they use more like colloquialisms and not direct like literal translations. Mm-hmm. In this one, they did more literal translations, but some of the like the spirit of what they were saying gets lost because like, well, we could go into it, but basically, it's like people who grew up with especially the '90s dub like are so fond of some specific lines that have been completely changed. Yeah, so, like those iconic scenes have all the wind taken out of them in the new version yeah. exactly and like for instance there's there's a scene in end of evangelion when uh it's spoilers. kind of famous where he says oh yeah spoilers for that movie but he but uh he goes you know i'm so fucked up and they change that to something less kind of impactful and if you know okay, what the scene is you'll know what we mean me. no i don't know anything about this <laughs> well, mike do so you know anything about neon genesis evangelion oh, yeah. am i saying that correctly also evangelion evangelion <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's giant robots fighting giant monsters, but what it's really about is how it's all the age. it's a coming of age story. All the characters, because basically the pilots of these robots have to be fourteen years old for some reason, and they're all different levels of like mentally fucked up and like um, have different kind of like depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and like different issues. And you can and so only be a virgin. <laughs> well there's a lot it's of weird like anime. psychosexual <laughs> stuff into it too so well that's like it's like has those adolescent tones of like growing up and like awakening sexuality and yeah. stuff like that but it's also a giant robot anime it's like right just, 
it's so weird with its theming. So like people can do essays on it forever. That's why people still watch it and still talk about it. So if you want to see one of the most iconic series, I find not the Netflix one in my opinion, but if there's no other way, it's definitely worth checking out. I mean, yeah, I, I, I watch the English dub and I'm enjoying it. I don't, you know, I know that there's some lines that are changed or you can watch the original Japanese voice acting with subtitles that's always an option too um but yeah it really deals i mean the giant robots are really cool but it it really delves deep into the psyche of the the main characters and that's kind of what's really interesting about it to me and also just the artwork i mean it's really great and they kind of they didn't have a huge budget on it so they had to kind of work with some minimalist type workarounds for their budget especially towards the end of the series right Right. and they they really lost a lot of their budget and it, it gets very weird and out there and so then they made the movie End of Evangelion to kind of fix because the last couple episodes, they totally lost their budget. And a lot of people weren't happy with the ending. Um, and it does get real crazy. And, They're fighting um, like the same bad guy over and over again. It's no. just, it just do- doesn't resolve well. Think of Lost, maybe, the ending of Lost. But it's, yeah. uh, I bet the Game of Thrones fans wish that they yeah. got an End of Evangelion refinishing, right? Yeah. So, yeah, one thing that you can do with, with, in anime sometimes is you can do, like, rebuilds where they it's the same characters but different plot happens. Yeah, just do, like, a recycle. That's what I was thinking when you say yeah. like, cheap anime. But personally, I actually research. like the end of the series, but I also like End of Evangelion. I just think, like, you know, the Anno, um, Hideki Anno, mm-hmm. that guy is a freaking genius. So, um, oh, is he the creator? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so wow. I would really recommend it. I mean, but you can tell, you know, some spots like they'll hold on one shot for like 30 seconds, but it kind of works because it, it kind of works with this minimalist artwork. Even in Japanese film, like that's like a stylistic choice where they just hold on these shots yeah. for a long time. So it all it like totally fits to me. Yeah. And it's really um, kind of emotional yeah. and really kind of, I don't know. I just really liked it. Yeah. Wow. Any I had no things? idea. I just had no idea you were even interested in that. I'm so excited to bully you about this. <laughs> it's well, like mandatory it viewing. It it's like yeah. anime 101 with Cowboy yeah. no, Bebop. No, I get it. No, I was yeah. going to say, you know, getting mad about dubs, I would be mad if somebody messed up my shitty, like, Dragon Ball from when I was a kid of, like, right. the weird shit they said. Yeah, right. And I mean, if you're so. talking influential, I mean, this is... This, you know, had influence on everything, you know, from Pacific Rim to, mm-hmm. you know, Metal Gear Solid and video games, like all kinds of stuff, like the aesthetic, the the coloring and stuff like it really, you know, it's very influential. And I love that 90s style animation that you don't really see anymore of like Cowboy Bebop is another example, like yep. that hand drawn kind of like look. You just don't see that in modern animes. No, oh, it's, it's gone. Going dude. Digital, it's so, away. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you've been up to? Because I want to be honest, I am excited as hell to talk about Comic-Con. Um, oh, me too, man. Yeah, those are the, the ones I wanted to hit. And uh, definitely check those two out. Good Omens on Amazon and uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Good and Omens. Probably, good Rex, buddy. We missed you. Absolutely. Colin, anything you back. want to throw in here? No, I've got a whatcha that we're going to do mid-Comic-Con talk. So get ready for it, guys. Oh, that sounds great. In that case, let's just get right into it. Hall H is filling up. We might as well queue up and go, let's talk. San Diego Comic-Con 2019. Remember hearing stories about witches? Is it true what they say? Elves are the original sorcerers of the continent. When humans and monsters arrived, elves taught the humans how to turn chaos into magic. And then... Chaos is the most dangerous thing. 
We're back. We're talking Comic-Con. And, Mike, I love that you did the distinction that it's San Diego Comic-Con when I told my mom, what are you guys doing your uh, podcast on this week, uh, Comic-Con? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Comic-Con, we have one of those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, was your mom a listener? has a Comic-Con. No, absolutely not. Everybody <laughs> has a Comic-Con. We're talking the, the Comic-Con. Thank That's you, sir. Right. That's right. You know, I had to make sure that we had that distinction. Yeah. So well, we're here, back. Oh, yeah, sorry. Here California in L.A., boys. we have... Uh, WonderCon, right? It's the sister to Comic Con. Right. Yeah. So, but it's not, yeah, literally it's called Comic Con. It's not Comic-Con. the Comic Con, the still event. And I would argue with you guys. Yeah. I mean, I want your opinion up front before, because we're going to talk about the breakdown. We're going to talk about the shows that were announced. Then we're going to talk mm-hmm. about the movies. Then we're going to talk about the properties associated with the comics. So if you're excited for the Marvel stuff, cut DC to our last stuff. segment, DC, yep. all that good TV stuff, cut right back there. But let me ask you guys a lot of people made a big stink about DC movies not coming to Comic-Con. People well, saying, it's not the lucrative opportunity anymore. Is it still good advertising to come to Comic-Con? I think there's a good reason for that because they didn't want to be upstaged by Marvel. So they said, let's sit this one right. out. And I think like, uni- like Universal in general sat out, right? And like I think Sony or another big company but sat out. But a lot out. of those huge movie studios said, it's just not worth the money anymore. Right. You yeah, see kind of the same thing with E3 with Sony not participating and, you know, things like that. So Are conventions a thing of the past, boys? No, I think they're bigger than ever. I think we're reaching a bubble. I think it's fanfare, and it is an advertising machine now, and I think it's maybe running out of steam. Yeah, but mm. people just like to go for the experience. I mean, with any, any cons, I'm talking E3, I'm talking Anime Expo here in L.A. Star I Wars mean, Celebration, anything yeah. like that. People love to just go walk around, see all the booths. Like, it's fun, you know? But when Mike's talking that bubble, and you're saying bigger than ever, is it that the exposure is bigger than ever and not necessarily the event itself? Like, think about our buddy Joe, who's at Comic-Con. We know just as much as he does. Yeah, basically, except for certain closed panels. Yeah, you see the panels. your cell phone, you know. There's certain things that you don't see, like the advanced extra scenes and stuff, obviously, but... 90% 90% of it is going to be a trailer that goes up the minute it airs. So the incentive to go there, same thing with E3 of like, I can just play the demo in a week. Why stand in line for it? Yeah. Right. But I think also part of it is see, is being there and seeing it before anyone else. So you're seeing the reveals in the, on the big screen. You're seeing the Q&As with the actors in person. I mean, there's a kind of, there's a buzz to it that you can kind of, it's, it's cool to go and experience, right? And a group of people who like all are passionate about the same thing. Like you feel like you're yeah. part of something. It's like, like a community. I, I, yeah, like being and in then a there's, rock show. Yeah, and there's parties you can go to after and like, you know, happy hours where you can mingle with industry professionals and whatnot. You can walk around and get artwork and all that kind of fun Dress stuff. Dress like Thor and do yeah. all of those things. Oh, yeah, cosplaying. I mean, cosplaying is a huge uh, community, right? All that's right, I won't, argue. Yeah, so. I won't argue with you guys because obviously this is our second annual Normicon. Readers of this podcast, right. <laughs> go back and check out episode 10 Love and 11, it. our two-parter where we check out uh, 2018 Comic-Con. But 2019 right. Comic-Con, we're talking biggest shows, guys. I want to ask you right now, maybe the biggest trailer for the biggest thing I know my buddies love the most in the world is the Picard trailer. Let's talk wow. about it. That's right. Opening with the big guns. You have big to. Guns. Is this the biggest TV well, trailer Mike that we saw? Mike yeah. had a take on this, right? You want to lead off? Yeah, I guess. I don't want to take the, the wind out of its sails too much, but I do have some criticisms with this. Oh, no. Mike disappointed. This is, guys, I'm getting live reactions. We have not texted about this at no, all. No, no, no. <laughs> and this is not Mike disappointed. This is Mike apprehensive because when I'm looking at this trailer, and if you saw the trailer, you see Picard, and that's very cool. 
But then this girl shows up, and then everyone's throwing out lines like, she's the key to everything. You have no idea how powerful she is. And it just feels so much like Firefly to me with River. Well, you know and she's uh, Luke Skywalker's daughter, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's Ray, the chosen she's one. She's Ray's mom. She's Ray's she's mom. Picard's daughter. So it's got that like Logan slash Firefly vibe. Yeah. That, and then Jerry Ryan, Seven of Nine from Star yes. Trek Voyager, appears in the trailer. It looks Big like surprise cameo. back. It yeah, that shot Borg when they central. When they yeah, it's going to be very Borg central. I mean, it's going to be Picard going into space oh. to fight down an old enemy, the Borg. But when he pulls out that drawer and you see Data's like parts in there, oh, that just got you know chills. That well, is you cool. Think of that the measure exciting. of a man. In yeah, one of the greatest Star Trek Next Generation episodes where he fights for Data's rights as a sentient being. Right. You know, that's his buddy, man, and he died to protect him from the Borg Queen, and now she might be back. It's a very good hook. Is yeah, Borg exciting to you guys? As a guy who uh, doesn't know anything, I know who Seven of Nine is. Like, as a casual fan, I was like, oh my god, that's Seven of right. Nine. Well, Seven of yeah. Nine was a Borg, and then she got kind of rescued by humans. From the collective, yeah. Um, and she but, beat up the Rock once. Yeah, yeah. Rock had weird forehead bumps. and he was Hey, what was Picard's name when he was one that was like Sarak or something like that, right? Uh, it was Locutus. 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 Yeah, absolutely right. right. Locutus. See, for Locutus Borg for me are interesting, but, well, as you know, I've just been watching a lot of DS9, so mm. that's probably the least Borg-centric of these mm. old Star Wars, you know, pre-Enterprise or Star Trek. Get yes, assassinated, dude. <laughs> they're, they're not out there in the deep space galaxy. That's well, because fun. basically D Space uh, Nine is more focusing on, it's focusing on the Bajorans and the Cardassians and their conflict. And then later it's focusing on the Dominion War, which is a whole other wow. thing. So the board really aren't in it. It's getting so tight. I'm going to give you guys <laughs> such a wedgie after this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but the Borg don't really have a huge influence on DS9 other than Captain Sisko's wife gets is killed uh, in Wolf 347 or whatever, or whatever. it was, Three which is when nine. Picard became um, Locutus. Locutus. Uh, Whoa. So but, Picard as a Borg caused the death of the Deep Space Nine captain's wife. Yes. And he feels guilt about that. Yes, and then they meet in the pilot episode, and it's awkward. So using a way to get Picard back in action, it must be the Borg. I feel like... It's his greatest nemesis, right? Yeah. And the girl, Star Trek she's nemesis. a former... Uh, Star Trek nemesis. And the girl's Tom a Hardy. former Borg well, the, in your guys' The girl mind, is yeah. mysterious. We don't know yet. That's kind of the mystery of the show. I but think she has like a scar on her child. head, probably where she had. Oh, you think so? But maybe With where she Borg had queen. like one of those. Oh, that'd be even crazier. He took some DNA when he he wasn't looking, and the Borg Queen replicated like a humanoid Borg. That's my guess. Could wow, be. Wow, that's be. interesting. Yeah. But we know we're getting seven or nine. We know we're getting Data. We know we're getting uh, Riker and Deanna Troy. But we haven't so. seen Jordy. No. no. Well, Jordy's not confirmed, but Riker and Troy are confirmed that they're going to be in. Wow, it. is Riker going to have the beard? Probably. I Jonathan just want to know Franks if he can still step right? over a chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the most important for me. But I, I'm excited. I'm apprehensive. I, I haven't loved Discovery, so. Uh, um, but I love Jean-Luc Picard, yeah. Patrick Stewart. Like, I, I will be watching. Well, I think it does look better than Discovery. And I'm actually, I was more apprehensive personally before I saw the trailer. And then once I saw the trailer, I got pretty hyped about it. Mm. And I mean, the aesthetic does look different if you compare it to TNG, but obviously it's going to, I mean, TNG was made 30 years ago. We so, guys talk about the timeline stuff. Cause isn't it special that nothing's ever been made post TNG? Post Voyager. Oh, post Voyager. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically deep space nine happens concurrently with the end of 
TNG, and then yep. Voyager picks up once TNG gets canceled, and it's all taking place. And then Voyager, after the seventh season, that's the furthest into the future that we've seen. Yeah, so it's yeah. been frustrating to have almost 20 years where we did Star Trek Enterprise, which is a prequel, and then Star Trek Discovery when we come back, and that's a prequel, that's and all the prequel. Abram stuff is prequels in a different universe. It's like, right. God, the can Calvin we go forward? Stuff. Yeah. So finally right. we're going forward where no one has gone before. That's right. And, and this, personally, is, this is it. This is the first time. Wow. Yep. Yes, and personally, you know what? I'm really excited. Uh, I was excited beforehand, but I was like, oh, I want to see what it looks like. But after seeing the trailer... I am pretty psyched to see it, so I am. You like psyched. that little dog? You like that? Uh, I do. Picard yeah, a little dog. Yeah, he's living on his. his <laughs> is his, he a space you know, alien? His vineyard, and then he's not happy. Is on that Earth, Earth? Oh, it is Earth, though. It's yeah, Earth, and he, his brother owned a vineyard in TNG, and basically his brother gets killed, and so he takes over the vineyard after he retires from Starfleet. Yeah, so I'm yeah, looking forward to going into the future more with John Luke, my favorite captain of all time. Yeah. Wow. I think I'm the aesthetic for does you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I think the aesthetic does have similarities to Discovery, but I think it's like Discovery, well, it's from just modern only, filming techniques. Yeah. yeah. But from what I've seen of Discovery and I need to catch up on it eventually, but it's a little more action-packed than than a lot of the Star Trek is known for being and some people aren't as big of a fan of that. Um and it's a little more just like dealing with the character's emotions and, and, and that kind of thing. But it's, uh, I think it's getting better though. I mean, from what I've heard, it's getting better in the second season. There's too much Abrams in discovery. I want more Roddenberry yeah. in my Star Trek. That's all I'll say. So if I can, I want to throw it to another thing that I think you would be very excited about Jacob. And that's the Witcher show. That's right. That's what I was going to bring up next as well. Yeah. yeah so let's go. So just as an outside guy, Jacob as a guy who was like texting you about the Witcher stuff. Everybody knows me on this podcast, Marvel, 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 Marvel. And I get that you guys are super excited for Star Trek. That's super cool. I think The Witcher won Comic-Con, personally. I, in a weird way, I might be on board. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. I mean, so you guys, I mean, I'm probably the least comic, um, like, interested in comics of, like, you and Joe and, and Mike. Um, but... My thing is I'm really my my main things that I really like are fantasy and sci-fi. And it seems like we're getting a lot of really good new shows and movies coming out of those particular like sci-fi and fantasy. Um and The Witcher, I I mean ever since Game of Thrones en- Game of Thrones ended, I've been looking for kind yeah. of a replacement and The Witcher could be that. And do and any I'm of you guys psyched. do that bullshit The Expanse because truly I w- I would like it up Jacob that you guys are right that Game of Thrones and The Expanse let people be like shit sci-fi and fantasy makes money. Yeah, I love The Expanse. Oh really? Oh yeah, I've, I've well I need to catch up on it cuz I've only seen the first 2 seasons. Um and there's 3 seasons out now and the 4th season trailer was shown at Comic-Con. But yeah, I think it's this is well Peak peak Star Trek was in the 90s, but peak sci-fi and fantasy, it's never been bigger now. And a lot of that is due to Game of Thrones, I think. But wow. I mean, you've got I mean, you've got Westworld, you've got that new um Lord of the Rings, uh whatever that's going to be. You got um his Dark Materials. So, a lot of good new fantasy shows coming out as well. Yeah, I wanted to mention his Dark Materials. I don't want to get too deep in there but like i love that like you can't do anything with genre films anymore because it's all superheroes but yeah. genre television is at like at its peak yeah oh, and i mean if are i had you to... a fantasy novelist from the 80s who did so much cocaine that you wrote 13 <laughs> books about how dragons fly around 
fucking we're HBO prepare to get greenlit that's right exactly yeah. and Jacob, I mean you're a big reader too and like yeah. th- these are based on the Witcher books the not Polish even yeah the weird little games. yeah, yeah not even the video games they just announced they said that they they're not, not even gonna cover that's it. what yeah, I want to talk cool. about too because I actually I I, um, I read The Last Wish which is uh, uh, one of the Witcher books so there's there's basically a couple different like standalone novels, and there's a couple collections of short stories, which is basically Geralt going around and dealing with different monsters and, and such. Um, and so The Last Witch is actually a collection of short stories, but it's connected by these this um, it's, it's got a connective plot to it as well. Wow. Hey, real quick question. So how many chapters in before you uh, learn what Geralt can bench and uh, and how strong he is uh, because well, clearly Henry Cavill has that down. Yeah, oh, yeah, he looks freaking jacked in that trailer. He's like Superman or he, something. No, no, Mike he looks he more jacked. Look, he looks more jacked than Superman because he said he's more jacked than he was playing Superman. Yeah. Is that Which, right? Well, I mean, Superman, I, you don't have to look super jacked because you're but, already stronger than a but human. But to be Geralt, is it? Am I saying that right? Geralt, Geralt. is that right? Geralt, Geralt, to be yeah. like. The Hulk. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a choice, but um, his his appearance does a look strong choice. Yeah, um, I think a uh, lot of fans might be upset because he doesn't really look how he looks in The Witcher Three, which is I'm gonna guess what ninety percent of Witcher fans are familiar with. Like, I don't even okay. know if people really play Witcher One and Two as much, or but Witcher Three. Yeah. yeah, Witcher Three is the one that like got Game of the Year and everything. Yeah, Put and in Witcher Three, he grows a beard. And he never had a beard in the books, but um, they actually even say in the sh- in the game, they're, they're like, why'd you grow a beard? And he's like, oh, I just felt like it. So, and you can change his hairstyle and stuff. In the, <laughs> These in the, are the games, the- by the way, that you've been recommending to us. Uh, go back, <laughs> listeners, to our Bethesda pod uh, it was all check Witcher. that out. It was yeah. mostly Witcher talk. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. That sounds like a cool game. So that's it's least- a great game, but yeah. Yeah. I want to set up for, for the normies out there who maybe haven't heard of The Witcher before, just seen this trailer. Essentially what it is is Supernatural, if you've heard of that show, you probably have. It's monster hunting in like a medieval setting with like old yeah. Polish folklore. So it's like monster of the week kind of thing is what I'm envisioning. So he's basically, where, yeah, he's like an exterminator, but instead of killing like rats and, and regular animals, he just goes around to different villages and like handles their monster problems. a witch problems. or a werewolf or a vampire. Yeah. It's usually yeah. not witches though, because witches are actual people that like are in society. And they're oh, actually witch folk. hunters that hunt witches. Witchers do not hunt witches. It's a misconception. No, I know. I've seen the Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> oh nice drop yes bro. but um no actually yeah, i mean if you haven't it. heard of the witcher 3 i mean do you even game bro but <laughs> wait fan put down Slam. no but uh no i definitely recommend the game but the show to me looks incredible and here's the thing so yeah i was really worried about this because all these freaking fanboys online were like oh no they made tris like a black woman they're changing the appearances oh, blah 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 Jacob, yeah. hold on real quick in my list of questions that i have for you as a normie on this subject yeah one of them was i keep seeing the comment well you know and of course they blew what tris looks like is it truly just another one of these she's a black actress yeah yeah in the in a the mother so she's fucker. a in the main the in the source man. material she's a she's white and she has she's a redhead and they made her you know, African American, and all these, you know, of course, all Jesus these freaking fanboys are like, oh, that's not the blah, 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 blah. It is interesting that it's always redheads, though. Yeah, they always make redheads 
people of color for some reason, it seems like. You gotta but, chart the statistics on that. Well, and you have the people that are like, well, it's not historically accurate. This is based on Polish fiction. There's no black people in Poland. But it's like... No, no <laughs> either, you fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, he goes around and kills monsters. They don't exist either. None of this is real. But, oh, uh, no, it's really silly. I mean... I mean, do you really? I mean, if if they didn't make her black, they'd literally be all white characters. And I mean, yeah. come on. It's good to I have you know, know. casting diversity. I'm fine with it, and I'm mostly fine with the fact that it is based on the book and not the video game. Um, yeah. yeah, but like, let people me ask are gonna... you guys this real quick though. I think yeah. it looks good. Netflix, ah, they haven't really done super high budget things. This would kind of be the biggest for. Yeah, this looks like it's got a budget. That's pretty to it. cool. Henry Cavill. Do you guys think he can sort of manage a lead? Uh, let me set this up for you. Last couple films he led, 2018, only film he did Justice League. 2017, he did Mission Impossible, which he co-led. I like him in that. he also did Just I Superman for the past three movies before that. Yeah, my thing is, like, when they first announced it, I was like, ooh, that's not who I wanted to play The Witcher. But seeing the trailer, he does look good in the trailer. And I think maybe he can act. It's just like, so like in, when he was Superman, I think he was getting bad direction where they didn't really know what they wanted to do oh, with the who character. Oh, giving him bad direction? <laughs> uh, mm. All right. <laughs> we won't say his name, but um, release, release the Snyder. The <laughs> release it. Release it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, release the crack. No, but I thought he was good in, in Mission Impossible, Fallout. I mean, he yeah. didn't have a ton to do, but uh, he was I in that his other... mustache was great in that movie. Yeah, he was in that like yeah. '60s spy movie, and I heard he was good in that. Oh, um, Man from Uncle is great. If, if yeah. normies, if you have not checked that out, check out uh, Man from Uncle. The last the time Guy series? Ritchie was good. Yeah, check out the original series. <laughs> right. So clearly, he can act if he gets good direction. I think. I just don't think they want. He didn't. He didn't understand what they wanted to do with Superman. I don't think really anyone did. Um, yeah, so, I'm not chalking that up to him. Yeah. I, so I'll give I want, him a pass on yeah. that. I want this to be successful almost more than I want Star Trek to be successful. Like, yeah, if they're I'm pulling both for everyone involved. Yeah, Cavill, I mean, this, I could see this team. going two ways. I could see this like getting one season and becoming kind of a cult hit, but not oh. really gaining a following and getting canceled. Or I can see it going like seven seasons and being a big hit. Hey, yeah. let me tell you, if it goes that first way, I can see him having a meltdown <laughs> on like Twitter or something well, he, and being this like, is the- "This is bullshit." Oh, yeah, this God, is the right. thing. So he, so how he got cast is he lobbied for this part. He's a huge oh, wow. fan of the franchise. He actually went to the showrunner and was like, please, cast me. Like, I love this series. I've played the games. I've read the books. So he actively went out and fought to get this part. Um, so to it's me, that Deadpool. makes it cooler. That, that he Dude, did. you're yeah. right. Yeah, that's great. No, that means he'll bring everything he can to it, and I'm excited to see it. All right, yeah. last thing I want to ask oh. about it. I'm sorry we're devoting so much time to it, but again, I feel like such a normie on this subject, and I feel uh-huh. like it's about to explode. Um, independent of us texting Jacob, people online were also very excited of that last shot of him being pale and sort of like juiced up. What is yes. that? Okay, so yeah, basically in the game, you take potions that give you different like buffs and different things like that and but basically they raise your toxicity level because basically witchers are genetically modified that's why they have like cat eyes um oh i so, did not know this yeah. you're like alchemy oh, oh i'm yeah, regretting asking all of these questions so immediately they can see at night and all that kind of thing <laughs> oh, okay. but they take they take these potions that would kill normal people 
um, but it raises their toxicity. And when it does that, it makes you know gives them all those veins in their face and their their eyes get all Whoa. weird looking. So that shot was a reference to like he's probably on some sick ass potions trying to fight. He's that He's fucking giant rolling on crystal meth. <laughs> That's great. basically you just do some you know. Um, yeah, you just do some meth, and then you get super strong, and then yeah. you can punch you a werewolf. Bath salts. But that, yeah, that shot that's that's what had with, the, with the giant spider raising out of the water, that got me more hype than anything else in the trailer. I was like, Shit. okay. I, think I wish they it really was get anything but a spider, though. Yeah. Well, there will be cool. different. They, I mean, the showrunner right, said there's going to be a bunch of different um, monsters, and you're going to be surprised at the kind of uniqueness yeah, Mike, of all the different Mike, hold on. You monsters. didn't hear the Polish fairy tale of the swamp spider? <laughs> yeah, the swamp spider. If you don't uh, finish your <laughs> loaf of bread before supper. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, Grandma. But, no, don't cut my toes off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what I wanted to say about it is I'm really excited. Um, the actress that plays Yennefer, who is like basically his main love interest, um, she's kind of a newcomer. I can't remember her name, but she's getting like, basically the, the showrunner's just raving about her and she's like, Oh, she's such a great actress. So I'm excited for that. Uh, and I just think it looks really good. Um, it's got a budget to it and I'm just really excited. That's great. Well, if I can now try my hand at another segue and find some other TV shows Ooh. that have news at Comic-Con who fight supernatural foes and just like Geralt, there is a bow and potential arrow involved. Supernatural and arrow. Guys, oh, that's right, guys. A little bit different kind of thing. Yeah. Supernatural and Arrow? Yeah, there was a little sort of a, uh, a CW goodbye panel. I don't know if you know this, Jacob. Supernatural's wrapping up. They're oh, saying goodbye, and it it's like Arrow's last season as well. 38 seasons later. Yeah. Was it 17 seasons? It is 17 seasons. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. is amazing. Like, I haven't watched it. You know, I used to watch a lot of it up to season six, but I just can't believe there's been 10 more seasons. Well, worth. the incredible thing is it's 17 seasons to Arrow's seventh season. So, I mean, they're going out. They're so going they out pretty good, guys. When, when yeah, that's still pretty good. Yeah. Is yeah. That, does that get you syndication? Seven times 20? Yeah, it gets you over your 100. You oh, I would say so. Totally syndicate Arrow. And I yeah, know. Arrow, I mean, we're I'm missing sure Joe on this. Episodes. And... True. How long do you think the Flash is going to go for? That Flash is in like its fifth or sixth season, right? Yeah, and considering that I really fell off on that one, yeah, I, I did don't too. know. I'm just not well, excited, man. I wonder if DC's launching its app, if they'll just slowly be like, okay, let's get them back the let's same way that kind of Marvel's of doing. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, there was a while there where the CW DC shows were really peak dc for like media like they were better than the smallville all that stuff yeah yeah but i I mean there was a time in season one of flash where i would tell people my favorite tv show was the flash yeah well there was there was a few years there where colin joe and i we'd all get together every single week and watch flash um and yeah i stopped watching a couple seasons ago and i heard it kind of fell off but Uh, here's where i'm at i'll give you guys some netflix recommendations they have all the cw stuff right now and the latest Mm -hmm. I did not like this last season of Arrow. I did not like this last season of Flash. Check out Supergirl. I thought it was really cool. Nice. Hey, no good wreck. I never watched Supergirl. I did like, um, what was it, with all the different, the group? Oh, uh, Legends. Time. Legends. I yeah, liked Legends a had a good season this season, too. Yeah. yeah, and I hear that's the craziest show now. But Yeah, and of course there is the news that Brandon Routh uh, from Legends, who plays the Atom on that show, is coming back as his Superman character from Superman Returns for the DC TV crossover Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yeah, I do like those crossovers. Um, Well, this is the biggest one of all time. The one that it's all been leading to. Well, let me just go watch a million hours of Flash and Arrow to catch up on it. (laughs) 
Yeah. Ooh, boy. People are rolling their eyes at the Marvel stuff. Hey, have you seen all five seasons of Supergirl and all <laughs> six seasons of Legends? Right, right. Yeah, it's too but much No, I think for me. Peak, peak yeah. Flash, like season two, two through four of Flash, I thought were really good. Hmm. Um, never really got into Arrow too much, which you know I'm a big archery guy so you think i would have been no i don't i don't and i actually did not know that that. (laughs) i know that that. i'm an archery guy (laughs) what's your draw weight uh, oh, pounds. Uh, Mike, don't you dare ask him a real question. <laughs> no, I'm, a real not an archer archer. I'm not an archer in real life. I like I'm a vigilante. I like the cartoon. <laughs> no, I like see, I like seeing archery in in media. I don't. I'm not a real archer. Well, it's oftentimes depicted unrealistically, Jacob. For your information, oh, Legolas yeah, Katniss, is unrealistic. Bullshit. <laughs> you can't skateboard yeah. down a on a shield while shooting arrows. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess you could probably do that. Ooh, okay, so hey, watch this transition. We're talking okay. fantasy. Last uh, TV show I want to talk about for Comic-Con here. Let's talk about Game of Thrones. Let's talk about those showrunners not showing up. Uh, Let's talk cowards. about Preacher. <laughs> cowards. Yo, those that pass the sentence need to swing the sword. Why That's do right. You guys oh, show shit, up? Mike. God, our Game Good of point. Thrones Good maybe point. new I'm a- expert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the freshest on the mind. Yeah, normies, right. check out his progression. Yeah, it's, you can see it. You gotta From watch five ever seasons watching worth. the show yeah. to, to quoting Ned Stark <laughs> at being outraged with the creators. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, me now. So what but do we think? And real quick, Jacob, a throwback question: Do you think The Witcher will have some Game of Thrones style fucking on it? <laughs> oh hell yeah! Oh absolutely, absolutely. Oh really? I mean, the is game that... is known for oh, that. Really? The books are known, and the mm-hmm. showrunner said, "Yeah, it's, it's oh. going to have some some sexual stuff." Awesome. I mean, there's maybe a, it will be my new show. There's the, the games there's let the you famous have multiple waifus. Yeah, yeah. The, the game you pick, you basically you can pick between Yennefer and Triss, who are two of his past love interests, or you can try to get with them both, but it'll mess up the end end story. Um, but so there's a famous scene in the video game where you have sex with Yennefer on a stuffed unicorn. <laughs> so I'm really hoping they put that in the show. <laughs> Let's uh, go ahead and put that in the notes. Yeah, if, if that's not in the show, I'm rioting. Henry, uh, that, oh my God, <laughs> Henry Cavill. Climbing up onto a unicorn, <laughs> completely wow. naked with that terrible wig on. Yeah, yeah do it, baby. Yeah. It's the greatest show ever made at that point. All right, back to it. Back to it. So, D and D absolutely are cowards for not showing up. Uh, I don't know. I if mean, you heard it's about on purpose, little... right? That that's what oh, they're absolutely admitting. hiding because they don't want the the. I mean, wow. the fans could have started, you know, chanting "You suck" or something. <laughs> yeah, or worse. Hey, but no, guess what? That's stage. how it goes, guys. You make something, that's how it goes. Yeah, and I don't know if you heard, there was a little bit of a controversy in the panel where I, where Nikolai Coster-Waldo said something to the effect of like, well, you know, we did the best we could, and if fans aren't happy, like that's you know their problem or whatever. I, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but um, oh, wow. he got a little snippy, and then fans were like, well, if, you know... Fuck you, but I don't blame like, the actors. He at doesn't all. Think, write the scripts. Yeah, yeah. I think the actors it. did the best job they could, and they're just defending the showrunners. But I mean, everyone knows it wasn't an ideal ending. Like, we let's not try to hide the fact that like it was oh, a tell very my dad controversial. That. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, or the at fucking Emmys. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Oh, the record. episode that got nominated. Well, first of all, I got thirty-two the nominations. Best story. Um, a record, yeah, the, thirty-two nominations. Yeah, guys. in the in the episode that they put up for best writing and I think also best directing was the finale, which is like the one that people hate the most. It just undercuts all the character development and plotting that has been yeah. laid out for seven seasons. And best I mean, writing. Every, pretty much every main actor got an acting nom, which I don't mind. But it's like some of the things, like Cersei, 
yeah, she, Lena Headey's a great actress, but not you, in season you, eight. Should you really get an Emmy for staring out a window and drinking wine for six episodes? I should ah. have six Emmys. <laughs> so if anything, I mean Tyrion. I mean he's always great, but I mean some of these people have won before too, and I just don't know if they deserve. Well, how about to win this uh, year. my girl Gwendolyn Christie? She had to submit herself a big That's controversy. That's right. That's right. And also Alfie Allen. Um, Ugh. Also submitted himself because I Gwendolyn guess didn't Christie has probably the best scene in the entire final season. Absolutely, knighted. Yeah, Abs- guys, I've said it on this pod in tears. Yeah, it's amazing. And then they threw all that out the window. And yeah, and then it's bullshit because yeah, she just fucks a dude. Well, yeah, <laughs> oh, and then who goes back to fuck his sister? Hell oh, it's yeah. so bad. I mean, oh, they just ruined his character development. So. It's like they didn't watch the early seasons of their own show or something. Man, Jamie's a good it. character. Should we kill him? <laughs> yeah. Should, yeah. Should we mess up yeah. his redemption arc? Yeah. Should we undercut everything that he was, you know, growing and changing? Uh, bad. Bad stuff. Why not? Anyhow, I love that at least Seth Rogen yes, was willing to feel the questions from the audience. That's so, the highlight of this Straight up thing. asked, if you guys watch the clip, straight up asked, hey, Seth. Is Preacher going to have a more satisfying ending than Game of Thrones? And he said, I'm here, aren't I? I think that's a good enough sign. Oh. Yep. And then yeah. he just proceeded to answer audience questions what about the ending of Game awesome of Thrones. awesome guy, dude. That's great. I Rogen. saw it. I haven't read the books, but I saw it. <laughs> Maybe it's early, but he could have won Comic-Con with yeah. that one. Yeah, panel. truly. That's could awesome. have. And built up great buzz. I love Preacher. I'm excited for the last season. Great. Well, let's guys. uh, Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say with Game of Thrones, I do think it deserves, you know, cinematography, yes. Effects, yes. Acting, yes. Really? Well, you don't think the cinematography. Um, No, keep going. I think everything (laughs) about that show, production value wise, even in the last season, is great, except the writing. Costuming everything, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's still this. I mean, yeah, it's still the same show. It's just the writing took a nosedive. Yeah. I mean, those dragons, though. Yeah, I just think about the blackness. I mean, the the complete dark episode. Your well, TV wasn't calibrated right, TV. Colin. Yeah. yeah, I just think about Miguel Sapachik yelling at me. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> I got a broken menu button on my remote. There's nothing I could do, yeah, Miguel. Sorry, pal. <laughs> Look, um, you're not Jacob. watching it in an IMAX theater? Yeah, Jesus Christ, with color grading. Uh, so do you want to mention uh, the Walking Dead stuff real quick? Yeah, so the Walking Dead. Um, I don't know how much you guys have known about the last couple seasons. I'm out. So I, well, here's the, well, I'm done. Here's the thing. A lot of people were out after season eight, which is the, the wrap-up of the Negan arc, and that's where I stopped watching. But season nine, a lot of people who are still watching the show are saying it's the best season maybe ever I of Walking Dead. I can't even think about what would really? happen in that season. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so it, it really, you know, it, went, it hit its bottom in season eight, and everyone's like, fuck this show. We're out. Season nine, they got a new showrunner. Scott Gimple left to go fuck up the walk, Fear the Walking Dead, which is a whole other thing. But right, other um, time. Yeah, Scott Gimple. I hate that guy. For the record, he ruined two different shows. Um, well, you say but, that. I've got Scott Buck in my corner ruining Iron <laughs> Fist and Inhumans. So oh, yeah. Geez. Um. So they got a new showrunner. Um. And she basically turned around the whole show. I mean, there's no Rick. There's no. Uh, What's that one actress? I can't remember. Um, Maggie. Um, no oh, Rick, right. no Maggie. Oh, right? you're right. Yeah, they, they do a f- Yeah, they do a five-year time jump after Rick leaves. I don't know if you know that. And yeah. so Judith, who was a baby in the show, is now a... She's little Curl? Yeah, she's, she's little Curl because they killed Curl off. They so, killed uh, Curl. <laughs> they yeah, got Curl, right Curl. They 
And so the, I'm girl, for the people girl. that stuck with it, they're saying it's it's maybe the best season of The Walking Dead ever. So I can't believe that. I just can't I'm, believe that. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And I and I watched the the new trailer for season ten and honestly, it's freaking epic. Mm. And like honestly, I've not been more excited for a Walking Dead. Like I've not been oh more excited God, after a Walking in? Dead trailer. Well, I need to catch up on season nine. But I'm telling you, go watch mm. The trailer, trailer. if you haven't, that came out of Comic-Con. It looks so cool. They're doing new things. I know it's hard to believe. counterpoint, yo, here's where the rest of the series is. Robert Kirkman just wrapped up the comic book. Abrupt ending. He just kind of wanted to do it, right? Uh And we also, at Comic-Con, got the Rick Grimes movie trailer, which was a title that said, the movie's coming to theaters soon. (laughs) Yeah, so they're doing a a spinoff movie with with Rick. I'm not so much into that. Well, also, um, Danae Guerrero... Or uh, what's her name? Uh, Michonne. She's, she yeah. is she is leaving this season as well. But so now what they're doing in season nine? They wrapped up Negan. They're doing the whispers. So if you know anything about the comics, they are the finally Whisper doing War. the whispers. Um, no idea. Uh, it's basic, pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty what do good. They do? Um, basically, they're like a group of like um, people, and they dress in like zombie skins they're and they sneak around. Zombies, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they whisper at you. But um, and it's it, season nine got really good reviews. Um, I thought season three of Fear I the Walking Dead was great, wow. and then Scott Gimple came in, ruined that, messed um, it all up. Jacob, season four was in terrible. October. You will be back when we do our Walking Dead episode. You will be caught up on season nine. I point, yeah, and I you will turn I us all around. To, on it. I plan to. I plan to watch. You will turn uh, us all. Yeah, oh, I plan oh, to. God. Jacob bit me. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely plan to catch up on season nine before ten comes out because after watching that. Um, season ten trailer. I am so hyped for it. I'm looking at it that. now. It actually with the sound off. Obviously, it looks. It looks. Yeah, they got that guy. I remember what that guy Dan Fogelberg is in it now too. Uh, guy with Dan, a name, yeah. Dan Fogler. I don't remember. Sure. All um, right. Well. Anyways, yeah, else? Walking Dead. So. Check the last it out. big one that I got is Westworld three. I haven't watched any of these. I wasn't an HBO guy. Oh, until yeah. recently. So. Westworld oh, trailer looked good. Should they even call it Westworld anymore, or should they just call oh, it Robot it doesn't take World? take place in the West. <laughs> have you yeah. seen the sequel to Westworld, Future World? No, I, I have not. Yeah. I think that's pretty much what it's adapting. Uh, I do okay. think it looks good. I mean, the cast they have now is crazy. I mean, you're talking... Um, Aaron Paul? Aaron Paul. I mean, Tessa Thompson, she was in you know season one, too, but I mean, she's like a huge star now. Hold on, so. star of Men in Black International? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when, star. She, when she was on in season <laughs> one, sorry, she wasn't Chris really... Hemsworth's Chris Hemsworth show still. <laughs> I apologize. It's Thor Ragnarok too. I mean, sorry. No, she's great. <laughs> she's really blown up since since season one. Now I think yeah. I came off too aggressive she's, on that that bit. She's a movie star now, and I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, and they got you know all, all kinds of good actors in that show. Yeah, but I need so to catch up because I did not watch the last the best. Ep- last oh, season. Yeah. Mm. You got to. It's very confusing and you know not my favorite. <laughs> Yeah. It is well, the Michael True Crichton Detective the... season two of, of Westworld. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Michael Crichton actually uh, did the original movie version of Westworld. You know, writer of Jurassic Park and Andromeda Strain, oh, right. Terminal Man, etc. So maybe that's a good way to switch over into the movie announcement at Comic-Con. And you even got a Hemsworth brother in there as well.
the losers. We're back. We're talking Comic-Con reactions, and this is the movie trailers that played at Comic-Con. So, guys, I mean, we got to talk. To me, I mean, the biggest one that came out of it, and I'm sorry to front Lotus here, is cats. Oh, oh <laughs> no! Hell yeah. <laughs> the thing I is, thought we were gonna. I, do- <laughs> I know, I know. You want to do it in a certain order, blah blah blah. But you gotta react to what the people are talking about. It's those freaky oh, little cats. <laughs> no, I thought we were gonna do a full episode on cats. I was ready for that. One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? No, you'll be back for it. It'll yeah, we'll, be- we'll. Well, Colin, if you don't think that we're gonna go fucking go see this in theaters oh, and just get really night. high in the parking lot before we whoa, go, whoa, whoa, so, we don't do that. <laughs> no, I've never done that ever. So. So, real quick, guys. I've yes. never seen the show. I've, oh, I've never me seen it. Let me tell you no, all about I know, it. <laughs> how dare you? I don't know anything about it. The I'm trying to go in blind. That they're making these itty-bitty little things. Let's do it to scale. Let's make them look like little goblins. Why? Well, they're cats. Art. <laughs> cats are smaller than people. You know oh, how hard it is to get a Tony, Colin? <laughs> yeah, that's... Okay, let me hey, tell you a story. And an okay? Oscar. This guy made the <laughs> yeah. King's Speech, we should say. So you guys know nothing about the plot, if you no. can call it that, of the original musical? <laughs> okay. That, oh, I'm Let me tell already. you, because... Yeah. Okay, I have a story. So when I was a kid in the 90s, right, I somehow... I saw a VHS of the musical... Yeah, um, I remember that thing going around, yeah. Yeah, when I was like... I don't even know how old I was, but I was... Definitely not old enough to understand what was going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I saw an old VHS of it. The The actual musical is insane. Like, it's so crazy. Basically, the whole plot of the, the show of the show is all these cats get together. Uh, they're part of this cat gang called the Jellicles, right? They're oh, the Jellicle hey. cats. <laughs> okay. And that is a word that means nothing, <laughs> but okay. No, a lot of... Well, they all have crazy names like Rum Tum Tugger and... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I was you know, supposed to avoid that. My guy. brother's name is Rum Tum Tugger. Don't you <laughs> oh, dare shit. say that's weird. No, the, uh, but basically, most of the show is the different cats introducing themselves and, ex- and explaining who they are through song. Oh, and, hell like, yeah. you know, most of them are some form of mach- mischievous or rascally, basically. Right. Does Robot. one of them wear boots? <laughs> oh, please. Um, I don't think so, but basically. They're all meeting together. They get together. They, they hang out at night. And then they're all deciding which one of them will be chosen to go to the, uh, the other side. Basically, it's about choosing <laughs> one of the cats to die. And the cat oh, dies on. at the end and crosses oh, over in the okay. afterlife. <laughs> that is the plot of cats. Spoilers here. <laughs> it is, I just wanted to it is talk out about there. furries. <laughs> wait, wait. It's a uh, what's that '80s movie? The it's a Logan's Run. It's a <laughs> Logan's Run. That might be it. Yeah, yeah. basically, old Deuteronomy, who is uh, old. De- <laughs> <laughs> old De- <laughs> what's hold on? Stop saying weird names. Which one? Of I'm these naming things- the characters. <laughs> Which um, one of these things is Taylor Swift? So and Judy she's Dench- going to kill herself? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, what's her name? Jennifer Hudson, who is Grizz- Grism Melda, is an old cat that's ready to die. <laughs> oh, and me basically- too, man. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to be after you see this movie. But old Deuteronomy is Judy Dench in the movie, and that's usually played by a guy. Oh. And he's like the head of the clan. And so then he picks who's going to die at the end. And it's, spoiler alert, it's Jennifer Hudson Cat. And that's where the song Memory comes from, the one song that everyone knows from that show. Hudson Cat. Yeah, which is Memory, which is a very famous Broadway song, right? Sure, um, I guess. Y- you know it. If you heard it, I'm you sure know. I know. Memories. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll but, just uh, put that in. Yeah, Taylor Swift cat. I can't remember her name, but she's basically like the cat that likes to sleep around. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, uh, which one's Idris Elba cat? <laughs> oh, he's the he's the rascally. Well, they're all some form he's of rascally. He's Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Rum Tum Tugger is Jason Derulo. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I can't, man. I'm out. Um, uh, I feel like we pulled the rug uh, out from Elba under is, all the is, listeners yeah. right now. Is Mr. Scribblenauts or something like See, that? I how can't do you know so much about this? I'm telling you, I saw this when I was a kid, it's and incredible. I didn't understand it then. But no, but we all had grandparents who, for some reason, had VHS the tape. Cats, yeah, but I never. It was hugely it. popular in its yeah. time. But oh, basically, yeah. they all get together. They sing '80s power ballads describing who they wow. are, and um, it's amazing. It's amazing. A rum tum tugger <laughs> and a tug on the rum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does and rum tum tugger. He's another rascally guy. Um, you got Ian McKellen is like the theater cat. He's really into theater. <laughs> oh. It's we great. really are doing a whole podcast on cast. What I'm excited to see is it's how they really put a plot into this because for a movie, you got to have some kind of coherent plot in the well, musical. Well, tell really that to doesn't. the last Jedi. <laughs> oh my! Boo! <laughs> um, the, the villain of this podcast. <laughs> Today, but yes. as you might know, it's directed by Tom Hooper, who did oh. Les Mis and who did King's Speech. So he's got a good you know resume it's just this thing is looking so crazy i mean the internet was going think, insane i mean so here's the big joke everybody's comparing it to sonic um yeah. it's a warner brothers thing a lot of people are freaking out and getting worried about wonder woman 84 the villain is cheetah is the fur mechanics going to be comparable? Oh, do you guys think so. they will fix these the look of the cats is my question no okay well here's my biggest fear okay is that the back, the internet backlash is going to be so big that they are going to pull a Sonic and try ah. to change it. And I don't want them to fucking change a single thing. Dang, like, I'm release, so mad they changed Sonic. Release dude. the cut. Release the original cut. Okay. Yeah, if they right. change anything, I don't. I didn't want them to change Sonic. Like yeah. I want them to release the original Sonic. Um, but to me, make this is a movie you want to make, creators. Yeah. And don't let it. don't let backlash of a trailer change the look of the film before they even see it yeah. and yeah but to me this yeah, it, don't it, let the entire internet saying it looks stupid and that they <laughs> won't go affect the the sell of your movie <laughs> because how are they gonna how are they really gonna change it i mean they could have I just know. done what they do in the musical and just do cat makeup but i think yeah. this is way better and i think it um honestly people who haven't seen cats probably don't probably think it looks crazy and it does look crazy and they but just it really don't understand it i don't understand it, it really fits the spirit of the original musical um it's it's very campy i mean that's what it's known for it's it's camp you know and i think it i think it looks amazing and i can't wait to see it <laughs> wow i wasn't expecting all this i'm but so happy i feel so informed the about the rum tug tugger now rum so, tug yeah. tugger. no i i think it looks like sonic is trying to win an oscar but i'm here for it wow really, I'm really here for it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And right. I just hopefully this leads to the Thundercats movie. Oh, Mike, <laughs> if everybody's worried about Cheetah and stuff, that's what I want. Let's that's figure this out. It. Let's do Thundercats. You're so yeah. on it. There we go. The but Rock who, can be Panthro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Who was your least favorite cat in the trailer? Mine was... Uh, oh, my God. I just, okay. <laughs> so I don't cats immediately, before, right? immediately Xing out of this conversation. How <laughs> dare can't. you? Mike, I apologize for hijacking this. Choose a movie that we're talking wow. about now. Right. <laughs> I'm the, sorry. The DM has ruled. Episode. No more cats. 
I, I actually, one that surprised me, there's yeah. two actually, and I want to go to Paramount Pictures because I think both Terminator Dark Fate and Top Gun Maverick are things that I'm interested in that I had zero interest prior to the trailers. What a or panel. footage, yeah. So the Terminator stuff, they brought out Linda Hamilton, they brought out Arnold, uh, Jacob... Let's get it. Let's get it here on podcast. Yeah. Let's, as a guy who listens to it, <laughs> did you listen to our Arnold episode? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a yes. <laughs> that's an absolute yes. Yes, Norman. So hold him to it. Uh, but I mean, what's your opinion on this old ass guy still kicking around doing this stuff? I th- I think it's great. I think it looks great. I mean, I you're thought- excited for Dark Fate. I am. I'm on the minority where I liked uh, Terminator Genesis. Oh, not on this minority, people. baby. We're uh, we're out. Genesis and right Nemesis, now. get out. Yeah. Oh, you guys like Terminator <laughs> Genesis as well? Hell yes. Oh, See, I did. Most not. people did not. No, like no, no. It. Mike hates it. I'm the villain today. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I mean, it has my favorite actress. Of course, I'm gonna like it. Yeah, um, I don't agree with those. Khaleesi. Parts of it. <laughs> oh but, man. Um, no, but I think I think this new one, I think it's looking great. I mean, from what I've seen in the trailers, the action looks freaking awesome. And Linda Hamilton coming back, I mean, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and they did that, like, kind of behind-the-scenes vignette that they did, and they're doing a lot of practical effects. And, like, it just kind of reminds me of what the old Terminator was, just like Hey, man, they showed chase. stunt videos of Arnold doing stunts. Yeah, Fucking it looked awesome. awesome. You're right. Like, Mike, that's yeah. what Terminator was. And Linda Hamilton's, like, shooting Semi-truck. grenade launchers and shit. And, and remind you... me who the director, what, what he did before this. Oh, it's this. Tim Miller, Deadpool, baby. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I saw that behind the scenes, and he's like, man, I'm just on set, and I just think, like, man, I'm making a fucking Terminator Yes. Movie. I got I Linda Hamilton on one camera, Arnold on another. Yeah. I'm making a Terminator. Fucking badass. But, I mean, dude. Arnold was in Genesis, too, so go watch that. Right, but yeah, to lead yeah. that into another you know, Top Gun Maverick, we got Tommy Boy Cruz doing his own stunts, <laughs> although I'll be like being in a cockpit, apparently taking some serious G-forces. He's probably yeah, not flying sure. the plane, but he is putting his body it's out there just like he does for Mission Possible. It's just like uh, agreed to believe him when he changed his birth certificate and switched his age. Because you guys forget, he is the same age as Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Is that, there's no way. But it's all the, the xenons keeping yeah, him young. It's all the stem cells. Well, it's like at a certain point, we just started to believe in him. Yeah, that's you're right. Like, he always believed it. And then when he's hanging on the side of an airplane, we're like, dog, yeah. I guess you're Tommy Boy Cruz. Like, I can't For stop me, you. I, I had actually no idea before I saw the trailer that they were making a new Top Gun, and then it just Same. popped up on YouTube for me, and I was like, oh, they're making a new Top Gun. And I watched it, and honestly, I was never really into Top Gun. Um, so I Never can't seen it, excited. guys. Thoughts here? I <laughs> yeah. could not care less. Mike, is this your 80s like, no, nostalgia? No, it's not. Point Break oh, would be more, more in that yes! vein. Speed. I mean, Top Point Gun's all right. Oh, Mike, I'll get you on the phone when they release that new Bill and Ted trailer. <laughs> Dog. Oh, oh, yeah, we were recording the podcast the second it comes out. <laughs> but I just like seeing Tom Cruise on a motorcycle and flying a plane. Good job. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not excited. Terminator yeah. is like the main course, and like my dessert would be Top Gun. But like I'm mostly excited about Terminator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if I could bring up one trailer that I did see that looked pretty yes. intriguing, uh, I'm talking Ad Astra starring what is uh, Brad it? Pitt. Mm. Have you seen the trailer? I have, and I'm perplexed. Yes, it looks very perplexing. I mean, it's a sci-fi of some sort. Um, Brad Pitt is 
an astronaut looking for his father. Oh, Tommy I didn't mean Lee about Jones. that. I just couldn't believe Tommy Lee Jones is still making movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you seen it, Mike? Have you seen the trailer or heard of it? I have not. I'm looking up some stuff right now, actually. It's something that uh, completely slipped by me. Yeah, it does it look seems pretty to be interesting. It a, uh, a space traveler and astronaut in search of his father, a lost astronaut, on a yeah, previous and it mission. Looks, it looks kind of Blade Runner-y, um, kind of low budget in some part. People were complaining. Yeah, people were complaining that. that the 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 buggy chase scene looked kind of low budget. I thought it looked good in the trailer, though. You know what I'm talking about, Colin? Yeah, space Wild West shootout. Yeah, <laughs> seemed uh, like a very interesting concept. It seems oh, like kind of maybe a, that's what it was sold on. <laughs> yeah, but it's going kind of for an art house sci-fi type of thing. Oh, it's like Moon. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fast, but they got it. Looks interesting to me. Sir Ian McKellen's in this thing. No, Donald Sutherland. Oh, cats. Donald we Sutherland talk about cats looked like him. No, <laughs> let's never go back to cats again, please. Tommy Lee Jones, Donald Sutherland. It's a space cowboys reunion. Ah, oh, there we yeah. nice. I mean, yeah, Brad Pitt. I mean, he tends to pick good movies to be in for the this most part. year, guys. Yeah, World War Z. Super excited about Tarantino. How dare you, Mike? Oh, well, <laughs> I think. Are you sick of the Walking Dead? Kind of back, right? Maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got the new That's Tarantino. True. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep, yep, Once could be. Once Upon a Time in Ad Astra. <laughs> but then we got some other people coming back we haven't seen in a while. We're talking Jay and Silent Bob reboot. So, oh, guys. Boy. Mike, are, you guys, are you Kevin Smith guys? <laughs> well, our Kevin Smith guy is not here right now. I That's hope right. that uh, Joe will record a Cobb's Corner, which we will be continuing to call Joe's them. Joe's Corner. <laughs> uh, because Joe did a, uh, you know, Kevin Smith, the way he distributes these movies now, the same way he's going to be doing Jay and Silent Bob reboot, he does road shows and he takes them on tour and he speaks before crowds. Joe yep. saw Red State when he did that and loves oh, wow. Kevin Smith, is obsessed. Yeah. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, his favorite movie. Wow. So, <laughs> I mean, they're, pretty big deal, guys. <laughs> even even Kevin Smith is like taking a piss on that movie in this movie. Yes. Yeah. He's smoochy booches in it. I got right, it. Exactly. And I'm a Kevin Smith fan just on record. Mall rats, clerks, Jacob? But, you know. For the record, I got to admit, I mean, all my friends are big Kevin Smith fans. I've never really liked uh, Kevin Smith very much. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, That's I've seen fun. a lot of his movies. Um, and I like some of them more than others. I like Dogma. I would say you went through puberty too quick, then. Because you <laughs> well, have I to think be a juvenile I, I, idiot to enjoy Yeah, it. I think I liked them more when I was younger, and then I grew up and realized, oh, these aren't as like funny as I remember but them But isn't being. it incredible that Kevin Smith hasn't grown up? <laughs> like, isn't yeah. that no, really he hasn't. more astounding And he hasn't thing. really learned any... Like, my problem with Kevin Smith is he's... I mean, he's more of a writer than a director. I mean, his, I would agree with that assessment. He doesn't. Yeah, he's not camera focused at all. I mean, he would he, not agree with that assessment. <laughs> I he, think he probably would. No, he he pro- loves I think he knows his limitations. He, but he does all those CW shows. I agree with you guys. Oh. I would love the parallel universe where he just became a screenwriter. But he's yeah. obsessed with directing. What are you doing? Anyway. <laughs> um, well, I think no. I think he's 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 a writer's director, not a cinematographer's yeah. writer or or director. Uh, I mean, he's he doesn't put a lot of thought into the the filmic uh, aspects of film, if you will. Yeah, fair. Yeah, but I do like his stuff's a lot more dialogue. Like it's really yeah. sharp. But no, I and like quick, um, yeah. in terms of I like Clerks. I like Clerks too. I like Dogma. Um, some of them don't age. Like Chasing Amy doesn't age very well. But can um, I say something real special about those films? Yeah. They star a certain guy who's back. 
Ben Affleck, guys. <laughs> yes. That's right. Ben That's Affleck. Right. He's rebooted, too. Because after Batman, he needs the help he can but get. But beyond that, their friendship. I don't know if you guys know this, but when Ben Affleck was married to Jennifer Garner, she did not allow him to see right. Kevin Smith. That was right. a stated fact. Kevin Smith has said that in you know press conferences. He's tweeted that. He sent out a huge tweet with a picture of Ben Affleck where he said, guys, this was a surprise. Nobody knew about this. It was a last-minute setup thing like, I haven't seen this guy, my best friend and buddy, in 13 years. Like, I'm back. We're together. Huge yeah. fucking deal. It's mind-blowing. That's crazy. I'm so years. excited. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but in the trailers, uh, he's playing a Kevin Smith-type guy. He's doing podcasts. He's doing uh, uh, conventions. I mean, it's, right. the, it's the ultimate homage. I'm so excited. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think I'm, it's going to be good. I'm happy for Kevin Smith. I, I mean, he had that health scare recently. And, and um, this just... is what he comes back and chooses to do. <laughs> no, but a I'm guy who almost fatally and... died. He's choosing to do what he wants, Yeah, I guess. and I like that. Yeah. And I mean, Jason yeah. Mewes, he's kind of had a troubled history as well. And oh, so I'm God. glad, <laughs> you know, I'm glad he's getting work, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of my friends like Jay and Simon Bob Strike Bag. It's humor never really worked that well for me, but I can't. But you, you, you don't like movies with monkeys in them. <laughs> I do that like makes the every Carlin, movie better. Uh, it's a category yeah, of you're a right, fact. Mike. Yeah, it's just facts. Um, so that's coming back. Uh, I would. I'm considering going to the Roadshow. Honestly, like the the theater that they're going to do it at Los Angeles is gorgeous. It's like an Art Deco theater. I was looking it up online. Just Ooh. the venue alone, and just go watch a movie and hear that Kevin Smith talk it, about his movie and shit. You know, that'd be awesome. And hey, we yeah. might do another Legends episode. Normies, reach out to us if you want a Kevin Smith episode. The guys before done Spielberg comics, video games. Yeah, before I w- Spielberg. I probably won't Kevin be Smith. on that one. <laughs> what? Fair enough. <laughs> I'll do my Cobb's corner. We'll put you in the corner for that. Um, can I bring up the trail that I'm most excited about? Um, yes, please do. All right. Well, this is it. I'm ready. Oh, it's oh, it. Oh, this is it. <laughs> chapter two. Oh, this, womp, this womp. is it. <laughs> it I cannot chapter wait. Chapter two. I loved the uh, first part of it that they did with the old Stranger Things boy and friends. Yeah, we're and, back. Um, Finn yeah, wrapping it up. I'm, I'm, I hope they have a giant turtle and a spider <laughs> monster. Are you guys excited for the adult cast? Yeah. I like Bill Hader. James McAvoy. Yeah. All right. You just named the two I'm in for. Yeah, Jessica Chastain. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. oh, I haven't seen X Men yet. Let's the one on. guy um, who I don't know his name, but one of the guys, Isaiah Mostafa from the uh, <laughs> from the uh, uh, Old Spice commercials. Is that who you're excited about? Oh, that's the Old Spice guy. Yeah, the black guy. He's the Old Spice guy. Oh my god, I did not realize the original that. Old Spice guy. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh wow, um, the guy that's like oh, now I'm on a horse. Mm-hmm. That guy before Terry Crews took his job. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he could just yeah. yell more loudly. Yeah, um, yeah he's just more energetic. <laughs> no, one yeah. of the other guys, um, the the guy that was like always joking and stuff, his adult version Andy is played Bean? by. I'm sorry. Is it Andy Bean? No, oh. he plays the uh, Jewish guy grown up. Yeah, I don't okay. remember his name, but um, he was um, he was this guy. He was a character in The Wire, my favorite uh, TV show ever, mm. and so I'm excited to see him getting uh, some work again. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm just excited to see some horror coming back. Yeah. I mean, we've done a Stephen King episode, Normies. Be sure to go back and listen if you like the first It movie. But Chapter I think two is coming out. Yeah, in general, I think they did a really good job casting, basically to make to casting the kids into adults. I think they did a really good, at least in terms of looks. I think they did a really good job. And recontextualization does that bug anybody? The stuff of because a lot of it's not accurate again to the books. 
Well, no, you I know. think you got to make your changes for the movie. So yeah, literally. you're getting the flow, the flavor. Yeah. Yeah, even the curry version that everybody loves is like not the same as the book yeah. anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's really not that good other than when Tim Curry is on the screen, right? Right. Mike, but, I thought uh, you meant some sort of Bollywood version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the. Uh, but and I Reddit. think, uh, 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 what's his name? The the clown, <laughs> Pennywise. Yeah, I think Bill Skarsgård. Pennywise. Bill Skarsgård, the yeah. best Skarsgård, maybe. Um, <laughs> I mean, that thing that he does with his Watch eye. Watch Chernobyl. Yeah, it's great. So real yeah, guys, the director, and this is why this is exciting. Andy Muschietti, uh, he's the guy who did Mama, uh, and then he took on the It franchise. Uh, he is being courted supposedly to do the Flash film. Uh, the two directors huh. who wrote oh. uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming and did the um, oh, what's that film? What's that? What's that? Uh, uh, Chevy Chase travel film? You know, Family Vacation. vacation. I'm sorry, Vacation. Oh. The Vacation re- reboot. Reboot yeah. with Ed Helms. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, got it. They've been dropped that. out. So uh, Andy Muschietti dodged some questions about it. Would you guys be excited? Slash, don't you just think Bill Skarsgård should probably be the reverse Flash, the villain in that film? Oh. I mean, he's basically a horror monster anyways. I yeah. think I hope they don't do reverse Flash because that was the villain in season of one the of TV the TV show. show. Yeah. I just want, um, I just want Bill Skarsgård and more... Yeah, and I mean, you kind of see him with less makeup in this one, and but he's still looking creepy oh, he's as heck. Still got those loose eyes. Ooh. Yeah, and he can just do oh, that. Yeah. Like he went when he when he auditioned or whatever for that role. The director's like, "Yeah, we're probably gonna do some like post production to make your eyes look weird." And he's like, "You mean like this?" And he can Ugh. just do that. Oh wow, <laughs> Jacob, you so. can do it too. <laughs> Very specific. Hey, is that, why is that balloon behind you, dude? Yeah, oh, I'm throwing up again. <laughs> float oh, with man. me. Oh, we all float down here. Well, is there anything else on the movie side that got announced before we go to the big bad No, Marvel? guys. Let's hit the biggest of them all. The biggest of them all. The cats. comics. The only comics left in Comic-Con. Cats. Marvel. Cats. Help me welcome to the stage president of Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige. Hello. Everybody. Hello, Hall H. Now, I could spend 90 minutes talking about what we've done. Or I could spend some time talking about what we're about to do. We're back. We're talking Comic-Con. You can't do that without comic books. So, guys, do people still buy comic books at Comic-Con? We talked to our researcher, Joe. Eh, Not really. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I don't, but I never did. So, and can I'm I tell you why? There's example. not really exclusives. When you go to Comic Con for merch, it's not comics that get the one and dones there at Comic Con. Right. Well, you can get the exclusive pops and posters and artwork, but you don't really see people buying actual comic books. No. And that's kind of where we're at. Where we were talking about: Are the cons getting too big? What's the deal here? It's like the fans going to Comic-Con are not comic book fans. They're right. television and movie fans and oh, video games fans. I would say they're bloggers more than anything. They're people yeah, who media are journalists people. now, yeah. But just yeah. rename it MovieCon and then just have a separate thing called Comic-Con. MovieCon. <laughs> Jacob, I love it. That's called the Disney model, people. MovieCon. Yeah. <laughs> well, DisneyCon, yeah. All right, um, well, we just talked about them. We invoked them. Hold on. Say their name three times. Disney. 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 <laughs> Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh, give me my money. I'm here. 
Oh, fuck. Cancel Mickey. the cats. Where are the well, cats now? I'm ready to give my Marvel hot take um, whenever you're ready to hear it. Let's talk Let's it. Guys, unleash it, man. everybody is saying Marvel won Comic-Con. One, do people win Comic-Con? I would say no. Two, did Marvel. Marvel is Comic-Con, so oh. whatever. In terms of buzz and, and, and what's being talked about, I mean, yeah, I mean, the day that they had the panel, I think they shut everything else down, basically. Three trending posts on Twitter were titles of the films that they announced. Right. Um, but do you want to hear my not-so-hot Marvel take? Oh, Sure. Lukewarm? Luke yeah, Cage Luke warm Marvel Spider-Man. take? Tell us. Yes, Luke Cage. My Luke Cage Marvel take. Are we reaching, like, peak Marvel? Like, is there too many Marvel projects on the horizon like are people getting sick of marvel and this kind of monoculture of disney in in general owning everything marvel star well, wars pixar you're saying this when they're literally releasing dlc with these tv programs <laughs> no right, yeah. i don't think so at all <laughs> dlc and that's the problem it's like used to be you know different companies you had you know x-men doing their own thing dc blah blah and you still have dc but i mean with the x-men coming into marvel i mean spider-man's in marvel star wars is owned by disney you got all these disney live action remakes you got pixar disney owns your spider-man's soul. two in marvel right yeah and then viacom owns everything else that's right, right. but it's just right. like are we getting to a point where like i i just feel like like you know people don't go to the movies to see you know, smaller or even mid mid sized movies anymore. They just go to see the blockbusters and that's Marvel and Star Wars, etc. And so you're not seeing the small horror movies, the small indie projects in the theaters. If anything, you're waiting for it to come out on Netflix. And I just think that kind of hurts the film industry as a whole. Well, here's what I would bring up is um, why can't these films get distribution in a theater? Maybe there's the projections that the average audience doesn't want to see art house films in the movie theater. And when they go up against every other month, a new superhero movie and they right, tank, but they used to, but it's like, how are you going to go up against Avengers Endgame and be profitable? You can't do it. So, so you like, put it it's on like, Netflix. Yeah, right. But it's like the, you do exactly what you were talking about at the start of this episode, Jacob, you switch to TV, you draw out your dramas and yeah. larger programs. Yeah. And a lot of people mm-hmm. are doing that now. Prestige. It's, it's, it's to me, it's, it's the, the, the super store mall coming in and, and shutting down all the mom and pop shops. And you just, you know, I just don't like to see it. I, I would kind of disagree. Like, I hear what you're saying about the theater going experience, but I think uh, the democratization of content creation and distribution with all the new streaming services like Amazon, there are going to be a ton of them. It's the Wild West, but they're all going to need content. And I think that opens the door for the people to tell those kind of smaller stories. You're just going to watch it on a smaller screen and probably as a right. series. Yeah, and, and I can I buy mean, tires at Marvel Mart for a lot cheaper <laughs> than at like any other yeah, tire soon. store. And, I yeah. mean, to put this in perspective, I'm saying all this, but I'm still excited to go see Thor 4. I'm still going to go all see right, Blade. All right, all right. So I want to hear what you're most excited for. I'm going to list the products, guys, and when I get done, I want to hear tops from you two, okay? Yeah. All right. So uh-huh. let's see. Phase 4 slate in order of release. And I am including the TV programs because, of course, Kevin Feige is saying, baby, these uh. are canon. Mm. <laughs> oh, I heard it. <laughs> Wasn't well, Agents of Marvel, Agents of Shield, canon too? Sure, but he's saying that they affect the films going forward, supposedly in a way that the television programs never have, unfortunately. Okay, okay. So real quick, that's going to be Black Widow, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Eternals, Shang Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings, WandaVision, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Thor: Love and Thunder. 
All right. I mean, are you, you going to go into phase five, too, or just... Uh... Well, so we did get one big announcement at right. the end, which is phase five. That's the only stuff plotted. They say they've already got it figured out, but the biggest announcement we got was casting. Mahershala Ali did come out, and he was announced as Blade. And this is something, guys, where we're learning that he came to them. So, very interesting. Much like Henry Cavill did for The Witcher Project. Yeah. So. I mean, I can't think of a better current actor to play Blade in this day and age. Mahershala yeah. Ali is a great actor. That being said, though, Phase 4, Slate, what are you most excited Phase about? Phase 4, 100% Thor 4. It's really the only one that I'm actually like excited for. I mean, some of the Have other projects sound interesting. Have you said yet on the record of this podcast that your favorite is Thor Ragnarok, your favorite Marvel movie? Yes, Thor, or I don't know if I've said it on the pod, but Thor Ragnarok is probably... Men in Black 2. My favorite. Men in Black, <laughs> yes. Men in Black 1, mean, Mike. International. I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's up there. I mean, Thor Ragnarok, Guardians 1 and 2, um, those are probably the top three for but me. But to, to get do. a direct sequel for a movie you love, that's got to be pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. Same director, Taika Waititi. Um, yep. Returning cast. Yeah, and it's funny because I didn't like Thor 1 and especially Thor 2, but Thor Ragnarok is amazing. And Thor Love and Thunder, I mean, you got freaking... Natalie Portman back, female That's Thor. That's true. Wow. You got Tessa Thompson. You know Valkyrie. I mean, I'm 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 psyched for it. I'm I really wow. Am. It would be cool because he get as reluctant as Natalie Portman was to come back to the Marvel universe. Like she could be reluctant to take on the responsibility of Thor. Could yeah. kind of parallel yeah. life imitating art. I think it's cool. And again, so guys, you got those fanboys online saying, "Oh, now they have oh. a female Thor." Well, it's <clears> from know, the comics, you freaking yeah, yeah, yeah. fanboys. Read the comic. Read Let's talk book. about that. So it's from Jason Aaron's famous Mighty Thor comic line. Taika Waititi reached out today. He said uh, he wanted to clear up to bloggers and news uh, articles. It's not female Thor. It's not Lady Thor. It is Mighty Thor. Is how she will be referred to. Right. But awesome. and then I've, I've heard thing. complaints. I've heard like, "Oh, but Thor is his name. How can she be oh, called yeah, yeah, Thor?" Yeah, yeah. Thor it's like, but Thor is his name and it's a title, right? Because you. It, Get the and power guess what? Thor you don't think Taika Waititi is going to have a line where Thor literally lists all that out, and then somebody explains <laughs> to him where he's like, "It's a little bit complicated, isn't it?" And it's like, and right. we'll all laugh and just breeze right past it. And if I, if I, Beta correct, Ray Bill um, will deliver that line, dude. Yeah, I, in my dreams, he will. Mike. That's what I want so bad. <laughs> but if I'm correct in the comics, when she's Thor, he goes by Odin's son, right? Yes, and he goes by the Unworthy. But the big thing about the comics, and what I want to ask you to is. Jane Foster becomes Thor because she's dying of cancer. It's a way for her to survive in the Thor body. Oh. Do you think they'll take that story aspect? I think maybe. Okay, here's how they could do it. So she was like infected with the, the one of the stones, right? In Thor oh, two. Totally yeah. So maybe right. it's like She's lasting the, uh, effects from yeah, that. Yeah, whatever the red one is. I'm an expert on these and I cannot <laughs> remember. The ether. The, soul the ether. The ether. Who <laughs> fucking cares? Uh, yeah. Might, the, the oh, you didn't care material. about the dark elves, yeah. Colin? <laughs> um, no, but when she was infected with the ether, maybe it had some kind of lasting effect that's now killing this, her. I love this, dude. Yes. Yeah. I think that's cool, yeah. Or maybe it just gave she... her cancer. Either way, she needs to pick up the hammer. Yeah, and do you and think do we'll you get guys... Kat Dennings back and, and oh, Stellan Skarsgård? Yeah. In, in my dreams. <laughs> do you guys think Thor's body will return? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I think I missed an endgame because I thought in endgame when he gets his power back, he just becomes ripped again automatically. No, no, he's still husky. His he's armor's husky just tailored to, the, to yeah. his fit. Yeah. But he gets yeah. that sick beard, braided beard and haircut, That's right. which is pretty dope. 
Yeah, um, I know that. I'm excited for Love and Thunder as well. I think Ragnarok and Guardians 1 are some of my favorites, so we have similar tastes in that. Yeah. Like, what, uh, which one of these products are you most uh, excited about? Well, this is about where that? we're going to go off the rails a little bit because I think Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness Ooh. being a horror Ooh. film. Whoa. Yeah, that's cool. Their first spooky movie. But how scary like is it actually going to be? came out and said, we're going full horror. I did not expect that from any of my friends, though, Mike. I'm super excited that you feel that way. I think it's going to be cool, and especially after seeing, like, um, Far From Home and all the stuff with Mysterio and the weird illusions. I'm, like, I'm into that with like a more sinister foe that's actually scary. Like Pennywise meets Mysterio. Cool, yes. man. Yes, I'm praying yeah. to God for a good villain. Maybe Nightmare. Maybe this guy called The Hood. But are you too excited for the fact that they announced that Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Witch will be appearing in that film? Uh, we gotta get people sure. watching WandaVision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's nah. the thing. Like, I mean, that's cool, but is I'm I'm worried about like how scary is it actually gonna be? Is it gonna be R rated? Yeah, yeah. Is it gonna be PG thirteen? Is it gonna be R? What I were mean, the last the, Annabelle? The quippy... You know, those are scary. But are are those? You R? can make scary movies that are PG thirteen. Yeah. yeah. I saw the Nun, and I didn't think that was really scary. Oh, at all. really? I didn't oh, see that one. So no recommendation on that. I'm always very curious about. I mean, those. I think the Conjuring universe is maybe the second best. You know, universe. I do cinematic like, universe. Yeah, nice. yeah, maybe, I do dude. like the Conjuring's, but the the Nun for me. It's just an over-reliance on this whole jump scare. Like, how many times ah. do you need the camera to pan off the character and then come back and there's something behind them? Like, how many times does that happen in The Nun? Like, how long is the script? 90 pages every 20 yeah. pages. And so, like, when it just becomes expected. And so, like, the first couple times, yeah, you get some jump scares. I mean, if you put a loud noise and a sudden thing coming in, of course you're going to jump. But after 20 times of the same thing, it gets expected. Yeah. Yeah. Colin, I want to ask you, what are you most excited about now in this Phase 4 slate? I'll jump in for my buddy Joe first and say yes. he's most excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Winter We've Soldier a is... Oh, oh. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. <laughs> it's, it's me from Jersey. Uh, he, he, Winter Soldier is his favorite Marvel film. Maybe that's changed, but as far as I know. Um, and the serious tone as well as the lethal weapon buddy cop dynamic that I think that's going to go for... Yeah, uh, I, I absolutely agree. That's probably going to be pretty good. You see I'm, a little I'm bit of that in well. uh, in Civil War. You oh, see for their sure. Kind of dynamic and oh so that, man, them in the back of that car <laughs> is maybe still one of the funniest moments yeah. when they give him the nod after. Oh the yeah, kiss. yeah, when he kisses, and nice. when they fight Spider Man, and, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> "There's some great banner." In that. You got a metal arm you too. You just reminded me how much I love those two characters together. Yeah. It yeah. might be perfect. But here's um, my question. Yeah. My question is, is this a prequel to Endgame? Because Falcon is Captain America now, so oh. it's got to be a prequel, right? Well, it could be the Captain Falcon, and they're just omitting that. Maybe. Oh. Yeah. And that's inter- no, that's interesting. I was making a joke because of Smash Brothers, but, you know, because like, like, we got Black Widow, which I'm not very excited about, but that oh. has to be a prequel. That has to be a prequel. That's yeah, why I'm not excited. Right. And WandaVision that's interesting. Okay. has to be a prequel too, right? Or Vision. No, yeah, that is he post-end is the game. Mind Stone. They How have do they a, bring him they back? They've announced that will be post-Endgame. It is a result oh. of Wanda using her powers to make a new Vision, and it's maybe driving her insane. Real there quick, was a Mike. Black Mirror about that. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Bringing sure. your dead boyfriend back to life, and he's not <laughs> oh, the same. Oh, that's right, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Domino mm-hmm. Gleason. Uh, real right. quick, Mike, my one I'm most excited for is yep. Black Widow. Really? Yeah. Well, I want to see Budapest. Oh, they did announce. Yeah, it'll be cool if it's just like a kind of like a spy thriller film with a lot of her just fighting people in russia or wherever i'll be honest with you you guys are excited for that aspect 
as a comic book fan, they have announced that the cast of characters and the fact that David Harbour from Stranger Things is playing. That's right. I don't. Right. Do you guys want the spoiler? Do you know who he's playing in the film? No, I don't. Tell me who he's playing. So he's playing a character called Red Guardian, who is the Russian uh, Captain America. And there have been <laughs> uh, pictures shown uh, at Comic-Con for the people who did attend of him in the suit with the shield. I'm, no way. Guys, the idea – I mean, and the other cast – some of the other <laughs> characters that they could be – like there's a character called Kodiak who's just a Russian guy who turns into a bear a who's bear. their version of the Hulk. It's like oh, I, I, know want, about I him. want all That's of awesome. those characters. But Okay, but is it David oh, – like current body David Harbour? Yes, I think gonna, like, so. Get in shape With for the his role? crazy That's beard. That's what I want. Yeah, He's I'm Hellboy, almost bro. positive. Yeah, and oh. now he plays a guy called Red Guardian. It's perfect. But, I mean, if you've seen him in, in the recent season of Stranger Things, I mean, yeah. he doesn't exactly look like Captain America. No, but what if he's <laughs> No, he's just Captain like Russia. That's why. Sipping vodka with a long beard, but he could still fuck you up. He doesn't yeah. give a shit, you know? Hey, he's and do you guys know world. what the name of his character is? Uh, speaking of Stranger Things, a nice little homage. Red Guardian. Oh, no, what is it? It's, uh, what's that guy's name? Anatoly and... and uh... Alexei? Alexei. Alexei. Yeah, he's it playing, is Alexei. Oh, he's playing an Alexei. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so, so he, perfect. So you're telling me he goes into the upside down and he comes out and he's a superhero? <laughs> and he takes on the identity of the man who died on his watch. He That's promised right. to keep Alexi safe. Right. That's right. the first name That's he how picked. we connect Stranger Things into the MCU. You're there welcome. You go. <laughs> yeah, when I do my rewatch, uh, usually I do Avengers, then I do Stranger <laughs> Things Season 1. Everybody's then like, I do what? Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to end with Endgame because the time travel really yeah. factors into that's, bringing yeah. David Harbour to the present. <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how it all ties up. Well, My that God. sounds great. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Moving on. For yeah. so for um uh Doctor Strange, what comes first in the slate? WandaVision or Wanda, Doctor Strange? That, so Kevin Feige announced WandaVision will directly lead into Doctor Strange in the multiverse of Madness. Okay, okay. Okay, so that's how they get yeah. you. Yeah. So then of course we have to talk about everyone's favorite, Loki. Great logo. <laughs> I right? love this logo. Oh yeah. Uh, Did a twelve-year-old make that logo? Just let me uh, let me hammer to you two real quick this question: Are you getting Disney Plus? Let's bottom line it there. I'm hoping one of you guys gets it. Yeah, let me borrow your account. Uh, I mean, I don't want to put this on air, but Jacob, you help us out watching other things, so maybe it is my opportunity to finally get you guys give back. That's what Disney would want. Yeah, I don't Um, know. I just I'm not excited for any of the TV shows. I don't think. Yeah, I can't really say I am either. Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm interested in. The rest of it, not really. But I, I know I'm going to have to, especially if they say, like, hey, we'll give you the unedited original Star Wars trilogy. It's like, Ooh, okay, right. I'm going to own this for I, life. Yeah, I guess I've got to have this. I, can we, yep. Yeah. Can but, we I mean, do s- I do like Loki as a character, but yeah. in terms of having a whole spinoff focusing on him, mm, And this is so a Loki that hasn't gone through any character development. This is no, Avengers this is post, 1 this Loki. Is, no, this is post Infinity War Loki. Is that what they said? I yeah, because the... oh, post because you know when when they go back in time and Loki steals the cube. Yeah, you guys are right. Right, but that Loki is from the first Avengers film. Oh, right, right. You're right. So like he hasn't become a good guy. Yeah, he loves you're his right. Brother, he's just the fucker I, that me, he was. Let's in say Avengers. what it is. It, the character isn't strong enough. None of it is. It's Tom Hiddleston wanted to do a TV show. Right. And well, he is a like fan favorite for a certain uh, sect of. 
He's the, the Waluigi of Marvel. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but he also, yeah. I mean, he's got a huge internet following. I mean, people like to ship him with Thor and whatnot. So Yeah, I the do. Yowie, the Yowie. <laughs> yeah, I know. The Yowie. Yeah. That's what the Love and Thunder is. <laughs> <laughs> if they announce that he's back for that film, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. But yeah, and you have, you know, bisexual uh, Valkyrie, right? So yeah. why not? Okay. No problems there. What just, if? Oh, I don't even oh. want to talk about it. <laughs> I want to hit the. To- I want to hit what I want to call the total bottom. I want to get your guys' opinion on this. Yeah. Will Marvel be able to recover from the Eternals? You think that's going to be tough? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm a guy Eternals- who cried Doomsday for Guardians of the Galaxy, so yes, I think it's going to be tough. I don't know anything about Eternals, but I do think that the cast is interesting. I mean, you I live and breathe Jolie. it. I collect it. I have over really? 200 trade paper books of I did Marvel. Not know that. No, I'm just yeah. saying of in general. I have one book that features one of the characters of the uh, Eternals in wow. that run. I don't know fucking anything about these characters. Right, but listen to this cast. You got Angelina Jolie. You got Selma Hayek. You got Kumail Nanjiani. I you mean, got Richard Madden, who I said on the Game oh, of Thrones episode, right. I thought was going to be the biggest actor to come out of Rob it. Now Stark. he's doing a Marvel movie. King of the North. Yeah, I think where, where I'm looking at the uh, Eternals is, you know, we've gotten to a place where we always talk about Nish to Normie. Now even the Marvel slate is a bunch of characters oh, what, that what even do we got? comic what do we book got? fans don't know. Like, like you have 200 and you only have like one um, Eternals book. And then things like Shang Chi, like I don't know much about I have that character. One I'm Shang-Chi excited. Book. <laughs> I'm excited to see that, but it's not Spider Man, it's not Captain America, it's not Iron Man, it's not household names right. anymore. Well, I do think it's interesting that they're waiting on certain things. Like they're waiting on Spider Man three, Guardians three, uh you know, some of the bigger names. Blade is another one that they're waiting on and pushing this to phase five. So if phase four kind of has some of these more esoteric characters. Phase um, Fantastic Four? <laughs> no, wow. I'll never get them. They keep promising them. I will never get them. And that's it. Do you guys think surfer? I'm a loser because of that? It's like, I'm this guy who's like, no, don't take a shot on the Eternals, this weird thing nobody knows about. Take another botched job on Fantastic Four for the fifth time. Right. Well, right. think about no, this. Like, yeah, what an idiot. You know, no, they, no, no. people could have You're been fine. saying the same thing before Guardians of the Galaxy came I out, know. right? Absolutely. But I said could've. those things, and I I just think it's even right. weirder and just too much more of a gamble. Well, and speaking what? of Fantastic Four, imagine uh, Doctor Doom done right in the MCU. I mean, what more can you ask Oh, for? Nikolai Coster-Waldo. Uh, you, you talked about him earlier. Yeah. Oh, is that who they, is that a, they cast? No, him? that's just that's who in my heart. I'm oh, casting. that's you your dream casting. Interesting. Using the Eternals could set up the sword and the whole like celestial like the space threats, and that's how you get a Silver Surfer maybe coming through. You might yeah, get your right. What if and, okay, Mike, before. Chris a, Evans, a, a post-cred scene with Galactus, a character who's tied with those characters. Yeah. That would be interesting. And also the X Men. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. And uh, also you know, the X Men. I was gonna say now that Chris Evans is done playing Captain America, maybe he reprises his role <laughs> in Fantastic Four. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh man. Um. Yeah, yeah, the Phase 4 stuff, in a nutshell, just looking at it, it's trying to get over characters who are not that popular while saving the big guns like Spider-Man or Ironheart or whatever that next Phase 5 thing is because everyone's like, you got to take a break, and they kind of are. I mean, they're still active, but they're using, like, it's not even Ant-Man. Like, they're really not using right. any A-class Avengers. But he even is, like, 
But yeah. Doctor one Strange movie. and Ant-Man are people at the end of the day. The character Icarus is a 3,000-year-old god who's taken on yeah. several identities over the blah, 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 who's really from space, but he doesn't remember that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's so little to right. grasp onto there. Didn't they do that TV show relate. with... Uh, the Inhumans, baby. The Inhumans. <laughs> that didn't end well. It would so. have been a much easier thing to adapt, and it's a shame that uh, Bob Iger wouldn't let them do it, basically. Yeah. But I have to say, other than Thor, the ones I'm excited for is Guardians 3, Spider-Man 3, Blade. So you Phase know? 4, the experimental stuff, maybe they'll get back on track for 5 for you when they've got the heavy yeah. hitters coming and out. And like, when is even the next Avengers? Like the new Avengers with Spider-Man and I Black, would assume when's that's Black Panther X-Men? 3, 2. When's that coming out? Phase and 5. And is there a chance that for Phase 4, Sony just put stuff wherever they want that we could still get a spider-man film in there somewhere i don't know i mean i would assume that the way they left things in spider-man 2 that they would want to do maybe another spider-man solo movie before, before doing adventures i would hope yeah, that would I mean, make sinister sense, six but... i mean that would be cool you know but it could still be set three years from now and it's like well these guys got out of jail they've but been how, plotting but, for three but years guys, how do you do those titles sinister home six you're, you're not thinking you, you have <laughs> home run home. right, right. <laughs> oh, that's right <laughs> yeah oh yeah um, mike was pitching home run yeah and, spider-man and home colon home run oh spider-man <laughs> homesick that's great yeah he, he yeah. just wants to go back home look all i'm saying guys, is I'm put joining tom the hardy put tom hardy venom in the mcu thank you well, all right. This oh, will be my final okay, pitch well. on the Marvel. Right, <laughs> you got, you're in space. That leads. We have the Skrull introduced. You get Secret yeah. Invasion, Secret Wars. That's where he first encounters the Venom symbiote. I don't know. It's not impossible to tie it in at the end of Phase Five. That could be the Secret Wars where Venom shows up and all that. Anyway. Oh, I love that. Could be. That's where I'm at with Marvel. Any other notes on uh, Marvel from the Comic Con? No. I think Four is a bit of a lull. I think Phase Four is definitely a bit of an yeah, exit. Yeah. It's it seems strange. It does seem like a strange way to do things. Cause they but experimental. Put... Lots of gay stuff, lots of lady stuff. I mean, that's <laughs> awesome. And I'm not, you know, I'm sure, not being yeah. there. I'm no, saying, exactly yeah, right. truly. Yeah. No, I'm there for it. I mean, uh, I, I'm, I am on board. I just feel like, you know, you could have put Blade. I mean, you could have Blade come out in 2022 or something like that. Like, I want to see Blade. Hey, real quick. Do you guys have a director? Everybody's saying Jordan Peele. Oh, uh, man. That's it. It's. There's a straight line for sure. I guess. I would like a classic, like a real horror director, like a Ty West, who like I used to fucking oh, love. I want James Wan to do it. Anymore. That would be awesome, too. Because he did Aquaman. That was dude, fun and come it had over. action. Mike, you might have just fucking hit it, dude. James, James Wan, Wan doing Blade action, Bloodsucker yeah. action. With Shit. a little bit of humor, just, yeah. just a shade of dark humor. Right, nice. that could be cool. I do want to say that, like, Okay, so when Black Panther came out, Marvel kind of acted like Blade didn't exist, right? And they're like, oh, he's the first black superhero, blah, blah, blah. It's like, and now they, oh, now you remember who Blade is, right? And now you come And Spawn, back. too, it, yeah. you know, came yeah, out at that yeah. time. But, I mean, I can't think of better casting. I mean, Mahershala Ali, I mean, he even looks a lot like Wesley Snipes did, you know, back in the day. So it's, and he it's was sick, casting. and Alita Battle Angel, he's got an yeah. Oscar. He's got two yeah. Oscars. Two Oscars, and again, that's right. Post he won Oscars back-to-back. Back. He said to them, I want, post-Green Book Oscar, he said to them, I want to do a big franchise. I'm interested in bringing Blade back. Would you be down? Kevin Feige said, hey, I know you starred in Luke Cage. How can I turn this down? It's like right. this guy wants to do this. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, it's kind of weird he was in Luke Cage already, but it's like, 
I mean, first of all, Kevin Captain Feige, I don't, think, I don't think Kevin Feige ever cared about the Netflix shows anyway. It's like, I mean, yeah, obviously yeah, he's perfect for Blade. No. And like, yeah, we well, not in the same Marvel universe, but, you know, um, oh, hey, Chris yeah. Evans playing those guys. Well, no, but in the same universe, and this is how I justify it, is that, yeah, comic book characters do have doppelgangers. There's all this weird stuff going on. Uh, Alfie Woodard from Luke Cage appeared in Civil War. You have the police officer from Avengers appeared as uh, Agent Carter's girlfriend in the Agent or Agent Carter's boyfriend in the Agent Carter series. And in the uh, first Avenger, you have the guy who kisses or the girl who kisses uh, Chris Evans, Captain America character. Mm-hmm. That is Star Lord's mom in both the Guardians of the Galaxy series. Uh, like it's happened before more plenty ma- of times, guys. Yeah, but so what? <laughs> yeah, but even other than Marvel, I mean, you've had there's actors that have played. I mean, Ryan Reynolds has played every superhero in the uh, world. Yeah, and I'll tell you real quick, <laughs> I want Bradley Cooper's body to appear in Marvel at some point. So I'm, yeah. I'm not worked up about any of it. Yeah, I'm I'm cool. Vin Diesel, give me it all, baby. I'm just saying, Tom Hardy, Venom. Maybe no, not that one. No. <laughs> all right, so let's talk last comic book thing that I want to talk. Then we'll get out of here, normies. So the the big thing I saw that was also a TV adaptation, HBO taking a swing on comic books for the first time ever, Watchmen. That's right. Yeah. Thoughts here, right. guys. My thought is that I am interested. I'm intrigued. I'm not going to say I'm like super hyped about it. Mm. The trailer does look interesting, and um, it's kind of taking place post, you know, post the the what the the book or the movie. I'm not sure if it's directly based on the Zack Snyder is, movie. Let me say this: it is post comic book, not at all involved with Zack Snyder verse. Okay, okay. Huh, much like The Witcher, separating itself from the cinematic That's or right. the video yeah. game. Going yep. with, but the I source. mean the the even the movie was pretty literally adapted from the book, other than they changed the big apocalypse at the end but they just change instead of like a nuclear attack it's a giant or instead of a giant squid it's like a nuclear attack but i do think uh it looks intriguing and i kind of think it has some um, modern political uh illusions so i think that's kind of an interesting angle to go with with the the um rorschach like gang is kind of like a almost like a an alt-right type terror group or something. So yeah, I think that's kind of an interesting. Alan angle. Moore definitely has a hat that says, Make Watchmen Great Again, because he <laughs> hates all of this. <laughs> My oh, yeah, well, he, well Alan it. Moore hates every movie well, that's we ever should, been I mean, Damon Lindelof came out and said he tried to talk to him about this series multiple times, and he was like, he could not despise me more. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, that's Alan Moore for you. Yeah. But uh, I think, oh, and Jeremy Irons as old... Ozymandias. I yeah, think that's Adrian great Bett. casting. Yeah. Oh, incredible! Yeah. And we know that uh, that uh, uh, Gene Gene Smart, who's you know had a little bit of a surgeon, is playing the Sally Jupiter character grown up. So, oh, very interesting. Right. Mike, are you excited about it? Yeah, it, it definitely. There's enough of a hook for me to watch like the first episode or first couple episodes when it comes out. Um, have you guys read never, the books real quick? Oh, that was my I next haven't question. read the graphic novel. Yes, no, I have. So. I own it. It's right. Uh, it's right here. Ooh. Oh, nice. He's got it on hand. Yeah, oh, I only he's got a tattoo of it. <laughs> it's that happy face sticker. Yeah. Well, yeah, real quick, the... this is my recommendation then for you, Mike. This is my whatcha that I was alluding to earlier. So, uh, guys, I'll constantly kind of hit mostly Jacob and Joe with this, Mike, to get the DC Universe streaming app. Ah, I yeah. don't have it, but I do do the grift of signing up multiple credit cards and debit cards for the free trial and then clear out <laughs> the series that I like. Sure. Right. So I've pitched Young Justice to Jacob that this season is incredible. I'm doing Swamp Thing right now. Doom Patrol ended up being one of my favorite shows I've ever seen, maybe. 
Wow. Well, of course, um, I'm a big Young Justice fan. Oh, absolutely. You love Young Justice. Uh, but uh, my recommendation for Watchmen, guys, if you've never seen it before, DC Universe, this streaming app, has a comic book made animated presentation of it with a voiceover artist who does all the voices, switches them up for it. They're 30 minutes long each, incredibly animated, produced by Zack Snyder's company, Cruel and Unusual Pictures. Oh, wow. uh, they're 30 minutes long. There's 10 of them. They're each based on each of the issues, one episode per issue. Guys, they're fucking phenomenal. Could not recommend them awesome. more. If you've never done it, this is the perfect aperitif to the series. So they're like animating all like the panels and stuff? Animating them in ways where Alan Moore is not credited, so I'm sure he's losing his mind. But the artist Dave Gibbons and the original colorist both are, and they get the primary credits. Where You have to wonder if like he did animations for them. Like It's presented in a way that it's truly remarkable. Like I could not oh. recommend it to you guys enough. Probably... It's like a movie. No, yeah, I'm going to use this before the show comes out as a way to refresh oh, on the please, story and experience do, yes. the novel that way. Yeah, that's you, very, very cool. And I like I the uh, I like the yeah. Zack Snyder movie too. Some I think it's like fine. It. It's <laughs> maybe his best film. Can we argue yeah. that? Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, would... three hundred I think is a tour oh, de force. Yeah, true. And that's another one where he's directly doing Frank Miller panels, though. So is he yeah. his yeah. best when he's like, "Yo, look at this picture. I want to make this picture. <laughs> Watch how so, much yeah. I can curl." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and ramp the frame rate, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, slow-mo action, good stuff. You could argue for both, anyway. Um, one thing I wanted to say is, like, we didn't see anything from the Amazon Lord of the Rings TV series. Mm. Um, I want to see something from that. When's that going to happen? I'm waiting for Amazon Con. It's in one of their warehouses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, they put you to work, though. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm shipping myself my tickets. <laughs> But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I will definitely check out uh, Watchmen. Um, yeah. Watchman. 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 Hey, are you guys Damon <laughs> Lindelof heads? Did you do The Leftovers? Uh, I watched I a couple not. episodes of The Leftovers. Didn't really get into it. Um, I, this is the other problem I have with uh, Westworld is these, these mis- mystery shows. Mystery that, box shows, they call them. Yeah, yeah, and then by the end, they don't wrap it up in a way that is satisfying to me and it's like i just feel like i wasted 10 hours of my life watching do you think watchmen will be that will it have a mystery element to it do you think maybe i mean uh i mean i think from the trailer it seems like you know ozymandias is kind of planning this this something right so well uh, it seems like maybe dr manhattan's coming back yeah mm -hmm. i mean here's my big question do you think jeff johns the guy who's doing doomsday clock who for years uh well one this show which is it was supposed to come out years after Doomsday Clock wrapped up. Doomsday Clock is not done releasing yet. Uh, do, you, do you think Jeff Johns is getting ready to kill himself because he's like, <laughs> I'm the grandmaster who's doing the follow-up to Watchmen, and then Damon Lindelof's like, well, actually, I've got a TV show idea. Right. And it's going on Probably. HBO, and they yeah. can be hotter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tough breaks, kid. Tough breaks, kid. Yeah. But I think the, why I mentioned The Lord of the Rings earlier is that's kind of similar in that it's, it's not adapting the Lord of the Rings. It's kind of adapting the Silmarillion and like other sources. Mm, so I don't right. know if you knew that. Um, but I, we haven't seen anything from that, and I kind of want to see something. I, I want to see something, but uh, after The Hobbit, I, I, M- Middle Earth needs some help, let's say. Yeah, but this isn't, you know, Peter Jackson's not involved in this. Right, right. 
But he's also done the best representation and the worst representation of it on screen. So right. Oh, you didn't we'll know, but we, uh, we did get the announcement. from the of, 70s? Oh, well, maybe. We did get the announcement of who is doing it, though. J.A. Barona, who did uh, One oh. of the Monster Calls and Jurassic yeah. Fallen Kingdom, that, that one. Yeah, oh. he's great. Not our favorite, but uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I think he's a great guy. I like the second half of it, yeah. yeah. I didn't like uh, Jurassic Kingdom. I'm telling you, if he made that raptor talk. <laughs> that would have been it. I love the Dino Crisis movie. Little girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Night, night. night little night. claw finger. Yeah. Go back and listen to our uh, Jurassic Park episodes. <laughs> Welcome to primetime, bitch. <laughs> he just does a Freddy line. Maybe they're You're saving like, that oh, for wow. the, yes. uh, the sequel. You got the same hand, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like Kruger. All right. Well, that's been the comic yeah. corner of the Comic-Con. What do you guys say we go and hit a little final thoughts and wrap up on Comic-Con? Should we all say the, the thing we're most excited for av- over everything? All right, we'll do it on the other side of the break. I'm going to count down to three, two, one. My name is Sarah Connor. Never seen one like you before. Almost human. I am human. What happens to her? Three, two, one. The Witcher. No way! No way! That's completely unprompted. We didn't rehearse. I thought I would be the only one who said that. All right. I thought I would be the only one. I said earlier. I thought it won Comic Con. I don't know, guys. I thought you were saying Marvel won Comic Con. Well, I was saying that I think nobody does. But out of the fact that, like, definitely not. But out of the stuff where I was like. I don't know fucking anything about Witcher. I've never even seen a picture of it. I don't know any about it. To, the, to a right. trailer of me being like, oh, wow, okay. I'd say that's a success. That's amazing. We all said it. That was totally unplanned. Um, if Joe was yeah. here, he probably would have not said that because he's not the biggest fantasy Fal- guy. Fal- Falcon, Falcon and, and the Winter Soldier. That's <laughs> <laughs> very like solemnly in the background. Bob rebooted. Yeah. New Jersey. <laughs> but that's great. So we got three Witcher fans here. What that's are you guys excited great. about? I want to see more of the lore explored from the book side. I've read and I haven't played the game. Like I played it a little bit, but I, I need yeah. to beat it. But I really just like diving into like weird European folklore and the kind of monsters like the Baba Yaga or whatever, you know, Yeah, that kind of stuff is really cool to me. And to see it treated with like a realism, that's what I'm down for. For sure. I mean, yeah, I've played over like low fantasy. Yeah. yeah, I've played over 100 hours of the game. I love the world. Um, I've read, you know, I've read The Last Wish. I want to read some of the other books in the series, but yeah, I just want to see more in that world, and I'm I'm pretty excited for it. You're excited to see Roach. That's a character I've heard yeah. a lot about. Well, Roach is his horse. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great the, horse name. And the reason it's called Roach is because it's not after the bug, but it's a kind of fish. So it's a roach okay, fish. Okay, that's especially confusing. <laughs> I thought yeah, it was I don't think smoking doobies. <laughs> hey, you know why they call it Roach, don't you? Because of the fish. Uh, and I'm. Yeah. I'm I'm going to predict right now that there's also going to be fanboys who haven't read the books that are going to get upset because he doesn't wear two swords on his back because he doesn't that do that criticism. in the books. Because yeah. he has the silver sword for monsters and the steel sword for humans. In the books, he keeps his, one of his swords on his horse, and he just has one horse, because one sword, because why would you carry two swords around? You kind of know what you're going to fight. You just take which one you need, right? Yeah, but, yeah. So they, they have been making it at least abundantly clear that it's not based on the game yeah. and will not be. So hopefully, But no I think we're going to see a lot of online backlash from game-only type fans that are like, mm. this isn't like the games. But So read the books. If You'll get normies. that no matter what. 
I think we're going to see budget restraints. I think they're predicted at 10 episodes. That's nice and thin. I think out of one of those, we'll probably get like a bottle episode in a castle where like he's hurt and they'll be like, oh, here's the Witcher's backstory while he's just like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But let me ask you this. Do you think we'll see some fan favorite monsters, the Leshen, Jacob, who I only know from like Monster Hunter and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can they accurately pull that stuff off on TV, do you think? I think I I don't know if we'll see lessons at least maybe not in this season. I think maybe they might That's save a video some of game the, thing. the bigger things. Yeah, I think they're really trying hard to be like this is not okay. based on the video games. And so I think they want to do everything they can to Again, distinguish Again, Polish that. fairy tales, it's mainly going to be like grandmas in woods and like candy houses. No, I mean this is a world where monsters exist and are a part of everyday life and even the the villagers know that they're out there yeah. and there's all kinds of like dragons and fork tails and griffins and so it's just i think it's going to be uh about him going about his day but then he gets pulled into a grander plot and it's going to involve siri which is a big part of the witcher 3 siri is his like adopted daughter um um, political intrigue royalty king's queens yeah but basically they're really emphasizing the kind of family unit of Geralt, yennefer and siri they form a kind of adopted family unit I think that'll help the budget stuff. Yeah, Yeah. so they're really going to focus on that. Episodes with just Yennefer, Siri, like you kind of take some of the weight off the bill. From the trailer, you see Yennefer's backstory where she's kind of like this hunchback crone. Cool. And then she uses her powers to make her like into a young, attractive woman. (laughs) Okay, I am super excited for this show. It's just like going to the doctor, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because she uses like a glamour to make herself like young and attractive. And what's the what's the intro text? There was magic. Elves had it. They taught it to humans. There seems to be a big emphasis yeah. on chaos too. Is that like an opposed or evil force? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see, but All right. I think it'll be good. Well, guys, that's what I'm excited for. Uh, let us know what you guys are excited about with Comic-Con. Obviously, there were big reactions. We want to know what yours were. If there's any stuff that came out of Comic-Con that you want us to do an episode on, I know we're going to get a ton of emails about cats now. Like, guys, oh, we're here for I forgot for about it. cats. Oh, yeah. I would have said cats. If I... <laughs> Jacob's here for you it. You can't take it back. <laughs> he, he, Mr. Mistopheles, I believe he called one of them. Or that's just the <laughs> devil and I Tugger. heard him say that. <laughs> Rum Tug There's Bustopher Jones. <laughs> oh, oh, you're lifting up your shirt. You have all these names tattooed to your chest. It's very <laughs> yep. strange. That's right. Um, But reach out to us. Of course, that's at normies underscore like underscore us on all social medias. And let us know what you want us to do. Guys, I've been your host. This is Colin. Hey, this has been Mike. I just need to quickly thank you for the errata. You guys shouted out and said that I said that uh, the last phase was four going into five. That was a mistake. So Uh. thanks for clearing it up. It was three (laughs) going into four. That's fair. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. And special guest. Uh, I'm Jacob. And I did want to say that on a previous maybe six months ago episode, I said... uh, uh, Mads Mikkelsen was going to be in The Witcher. Yeah, I got fooled by a YouTube uh, thumbnail. So, <laughs> Guys, if we're doing corrections and omissions, I'll just do an entire episode. I, I want to say experts. half the stuff I've done is fucking wrong. <laughs> so tune in next time, Normies. That's right. Bye. My name's Jacob. Thanks a lot. And stick around for a special Joe's Corner. Oh, from inside the con. All right. Catch you next time, Normies. <laughs>
Hey, bad boys. Welcome back to Cobb's Corner. It's your man, Joe. I'm taking over Cobb's Corner because today they talked all about Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con, the biggest pop culture event of the year. Uh, now, I was not a part of that conversation. I'm sure they covered all of the big news, right? You have the Picard trailer. Uh, hopefully, maybe they talk Colin into becoming a Star Trek fan. Looked great. Super excited about that. Cool to see 7 and 9, 3 of 5, all of our favorite numbers from Voyager are back. Uh, kind of had a serenity feel to it. Super excited about that. I'm sure they talked all about the Marvel Phase 4 announcements. A lot of exciting stuff there, right? You got titles for the new uh, Doctor Strange movie, logos revealed for all the Disney Plus shows, Blade is coming, a lot of really exciting stuff. They even acknowledged that the X-Men and Fantastic Four will be coming at some point. You got Eternals, Black Widow, tons of cool stuff. I'm sure they covered all of it. Uh, Personally, most excited for the Winter Soldier Falcon show. Uh, Love the logo. Like that they're, they're putting the shield right in there. We'll see what happens there. Doctor Strange, I think, is a a very wordy title. We'll see how that ends up going down the line. Uh, But overall, yeah, new Marvel movies, always exciting. Those are probably the two biggest things that I'm sure we talked about other than I'm sure Cobb's rant about Cats and that trailer. Uh, Comic book news. Seems like there's going to be a lot of exciting X-Men stuff coming down the pipeline, and we're seeing the Into the Spider-Verse universe continued in Marvel Comics. Really excited for all of that. House of X just kicked off. Uh, Really cool stuff. So I was actually catching up on this news kind of late. Ironically, the time that I'm at Comic-Con is the time that I follow Comic-Con the least because there's just so much going on while you're there. It's hard to keep up with all the news coming out. So I wanted to give you a perspective from inside the con. Uh, If you are listening to the podcast, you might know that I recently started a new gig doing social media for Entertainment Earth. They're a collectible company, make some really cool stuff, sell some really cool stuff from all of your favorite toy companies. Uh, I was lucky enough to be in San Diego Comic-Con starting preview night all the way through the show and did some really cool stuff. I was able to interview a bunch of WWE superstars, including the man, Becky Lynch. Uh, I danced with the New Day, found the best local spots to eat with Rey Mysterio. Really, really awesome stuff. Uh, also got to talk with Billy D. Williams, the legendary space pirate, painter, musician, actor. Uh, wonderful time sitting down, talking with one of my heroes. And uh, we even talked about, like, St. Uh, like like set painting on the Batman films. So it was a really cool conversation. Um, I was able to sit down with Rob Liefeld, the co-creator of Deadpool, talk about Major X and some of the stuff that's happening working in comics in a a post and pre-MCU world, right? So he's been in the business for a very long time. He was able to give a perspective that's a little different, you know, because things have changed a lot in the comic book industry, obviously. Really nice guy. Uh, a ton of fun with all of those interviews. We were also lucky enough to have Lin Manuel Miranda stop by the booth, so I talked a little bit about what he's got going on. All of those interviews are going to be out on Entertainment Earth's YouTube channel uh, this week. So this is being released on Tuesday. Some of them are already out. Just follow along all week. You'll see a bunch more coming. Uh, Another thing that was really cool, we got to go uh, around the floor to some other booths. So... 
friends over at QMX who make some really cool statues, one six scale figures. You also have their Picard, which is really awesome. Uh, was able to talk to them, kind of give an inside look at their booths and really share like survival tips for the floor, right? So that was kind of the theme of, of our content uh, was giving a behind-the-scenes look and, and a camaraderie in the collector community. So we talked about survival tips. I thought it would be fun to share some of those with you guys, all of our faithful readers. So when you're at San Diego Comic-Con, uh, it's, it's easy to get overwhelmed, right? Um, the best tip or the most common tips were stay hydrated, drink a ton of water, wear comfortable shoes – uh, some other ones that I think are really nice, um, leave the convention center when you're trying to get from one side of the floor to the other. Just just go outside. It's so much easier to work through the crowds because you're not trying to fight through the floor. If you've ever been to San Diego, you know it can get pretty overwhelming on the show floor. There's a lot of bodies. There's a lot of exciting stuff happening. You know, for example – when Billy D. Williams stopped by our booth, the cast of Endgame was signing at the Marvel booth, which was right next door. You could not move at all. So the easiest thing to do is just to straight up leave the convention center, uh, walk whatever direction you got to go, and then pop back in. Um, also, I'm a fan of not staying in the gas lamp district. I know that seems kind of counterproductive because that's where all the action is, but – if you take a, a 10 minute lift, there is way more affordable bars and, and cool stuff to do uh, away from, from the madness that is San Diego Comic Con. Uh, I was able to score my first exclusive. I uh, was hanging out at the Star Wars Pavilion with Beeline Creative. They make those fun geeky tikis, and they handed us uh, it's like a. They, they don't call it a shot glass, but it's essentially a shot glass with the new Sith Trooper from uh, Rise of the Skywalkers in it. That was really cool, only available at San Diego Comic-Con. And then uh, friends from Super 7 were able to hook me up with the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, collector case, which is really cool. It comes in a pizza box, and it's kind of like reaction figure style of all of the original Turtles from back in the day. So it's kind of like... The toys I had when I was a kid got them now as a Comic-Con exclusive. So yeah, it was a great trip. There's always so much to see and do there, uh, but it's hard to keep up on the news because you're actually in the action yourself. So I would recommend, you know, taking your time, leaving the convention center every once in a while, uh, staying hydrated, obviously, wearing comfortable shoes, but also... Have a good time. Remember why why you're there, right? Because that's uh, that's a tip that came from Billy D. He was like, you know, just have fun. And it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, it doesn't uh, it doesn't have to be a bad time just because it's a stressful time, right? So those are my survival tips. Uh, I would recommend going if you haven't gone, uh, even if you don't have a ticket, because there's so many activations and things happening in the gas lamp district that you can just. Again, stay a little bit away, uh, take a lift down to the area, hang out, walk around. Uh, you'll probably end up with some freebies from some people walking the streets. And then, you know, head back to your hotel and relax. Um, yeah, that was San Diego Comic-Con in a nutshell. Uh, I'm sure they covered a lot of the other news. Um, yeah, again, I think the things I'm most excited for are some some exciting Marvel comics coming out. Like you're going to see the Spider Verse continued. I hope that's not a letdown. 
Then you got the House of X, which is just starting. Uh, Chip Sardeski won an Oscar. An Oscar. Chip Sardeski won an Eisner, which is pretty exciting for a single issue of a Spider-Man comic that he not only wrote but also illustrated. It's cool to see someone I admire so much win uh, win big at that award. Um, ran into uh, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. They were in costume as Jay and Silent Bob outside the Legion M Lounge. They were doing. Uh, you know, like a photo op. That was pretty fun to see. Um, the the trailer for Jay and Silent Bob get rebooted. Maybe you guys talked about it in the pod. I'm excited for that. It's one of those movies that when I was a kid, always really enjoyed. Uh, and it's funny to see that they're just kind of doing the same exact bits. Um, I'm, ho- I'm hoping it's good. You know, that's something that I think is fun. Uh, kind of playing into the Comic-Con aspects, which obviously Kevin Smith has been around the block for. That's not new to him. So yeah, those were were my highlights. Uh, my lowlights were that my feet hurt and I couldn't make it to do the the conversation with the rest of the normies like us guys. But I'm sure we'll catch up on it soon. And if there's anything that came out of San Diego Comic Con that you want to see us uh, talk about in future episodes, hey, just let us know, man. Uh, we are always listening on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, YouTube, all that good stuff. If, uh, Instagram's the easiest. I'm telling you, if you just go to our page and click the email button, it it couldn't be any easier. It'll 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 populate the email for you and just hit us like, hey, I want to do a major X podcast or when are you guys talking about D and D? Any one of those. Um, so just let us know. Thank you so much, faithful readers. This has been Joe filling in for Cobb in Cobb's corner. We'll see you next time. Oh, hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around.